0: This is Debbie Rashong, and you're listening to "Without Your Hands."
1: Again at the station of decapitation without your head. I'm nasty Neil, and I'm terrible Troy. I'm
2: treacherous tre- Trista. And I'm ju- dangerous Deborah Lamb.
1: I love it, dangerous. I was That's thinking perfect. deadly, but I, I dangerous, deadly, yep, dangerous works. They all work. <laughs> yes. It's very cool to have the return of Deborah Lamb. We're going to go into a video here in a second to give you guys some an example of what Deborah can do. She's a great actor. And it's a lot of fun, which we're going to find out here shortly. So uh, we're going to get to this video, and then we'll be back live here with Deborah Lamb on Without Your Head. You guys can zoom in, send questions, or just watch and have a good time. That's, that's the main part. Watch and have a good time.
0: Hi, this is Greg Lamberson, and you
1: are listening to Without Your Head. And I have a long history of film without heads. We have no head in Slime City. We have no head in Killer Rack. And we have no head in Johnny Gruesomes. Check out all those headless films. And we are back here once again at without your head, and we're still with Deborah Lamb. I hope everyone enjoyed the uh, the intro there. It's very cool. Get to see Deborah is a very cool vampire, by the way. Thank okay. you. And the disciples. What was that like to wear the uh, makeup and the and the, uh, and the contacts?
2: You know, that was really cool. Chris Mills of Shamrock Labs. He did the the uh, demon makeup in uh well it's vampire vampire slash demon makeup in a film i did called disciples and you were asking me earlier if that was nick principe in the who i'm ripping his heart out and yeah that's nick and (laughs) that was a very cool movie to uh to be in i'm actually one of the uh co-executive producers on that film as well um but that film had everyone in it. It was uh, Bill Mosley, Debbie Rashawn, Camryn, um, Lina Quigley, Brink Stevens, uh, Kaylee Williams, Alyssa Dowling, um, oh. Melanie.
0: Uh, that is was pretty her? loaded.
2: Yeah, Ro- Melanie Robel, uh, Tony Todd. Um and some other people nice. I know I'm forgetting somebody. But uh also um I'm trying to think of who I'm forgetting. Oh, Angus Grim! Oh man. Angus Scrimm. Um uh let's see, who yeah, am I forgetting? Totally bad as. And I actually kill Tony Todd in Disciples. Oh wow. Yeah. That's yeah. not a
1: good bragging point. I, I, I wasn't getting yeah. to kill Tony yeah. Todd, I think.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think the film, it did not have uh, enough marketing behind it. Um, so I think it's one of those films that, mm, it just didn't get quite the attention when it was released and came out. Uh, but it's it's a good film. I mean, it everyone's in it. Oh my God, everyone. So uh, that's And it's one. on
3: Amazon Prime now for free, if you have Amazon Prime.
2: Is it for free? I wasn't yeah. sure. I know it's on there. Oh, okay, okay. And um, but yeah, that makeup took a very long time to do. It was very well done, uh, as you can see for yourself. Pretty good. It looked pretty good, huh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I the, wouldn't be able to do the things in the eyes.
2: Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Some people have problems with contacts, but I've I've I worn, hate it. Yeah, I've oh, really? I've done it several times. It doesn't seem to bother me. I yeah. mean, I'll do it if you yeah. want.
4: To <laughs> if anyone's out there watching, not my
2: favorite. <laughs> no, of course, of course you will. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you and me, Trista, we've done a lot of like special effects type of uh, appliances and just different things um, and blood, lots of blood.
1: <laughs> uh, by the way, how did you two meet, uh, Trista and Deborah?
3: Uh, Deborah
2: came to, see, uh, a, to the premiere of Purgatory Roller. Oh, nice. Yes. And I was so impressed with it, and I loved meeting Mark Savage, and I was familiar with Mark Savage, and I was a little bit familiar with you, Trista. I wasn't sure. I think we were I can't remember if we were already friends on Facebook or not, but you know, I saw the film and I, and um, I think there were a few other people there who I knew. And we had, remember Trista, after the film, we had such a good time just standing outside yakking and yakking, and yakking, you and me and Mark and a couple other people were talking with us. But um, I love Tristan. that so much. It's a really, really good film. I was really blown away. And, you know, People ask me all the time, they assume that horror, that I'm all about horror, that horror is my favorite genre, and I'm a horror actress, and, you know, I, I don't like to correct people, you know, when they say that, because I'm like, well, you know, I'm an actor, I've been in lots of comedies, and dramas, and serious films, and horror, but they just assume that all I've done is horror... And, um, I've done my, my share, but I really have not, you know, like some other people I know, they've done a hundred, a couple hundred films. And most of those are horror films and, you know, sure I've done my share of horror, but you know, it's not nearly to that extent. So, you know, when I watch horror films, you know, it's not that I just love every horror film I see, you know, I have a discerning palette. So, you know, but there are a lot of horror films that I really love and Purgatory Road was done very well and Trista, I'm Trista you stole the show. You really did.
3: Thank you. You
2: really did. I got to say I know Trista told me not to do this, but yeah. I <laughs> no, matter, no, matter, no matter what I see Trista in, she steals the show. You do. And, um, okay, so I saw you in Echoes of Fear that I was raving to you about. That was so good. That? Purgatory Road was very good. But I got to tell you, Echoes of Fear, because horror films don't scare me. They really don't. I mean, a few do, like The Exorcist, the, uh, what's it called? Um, Amityville Horror, you know, the, the original one. And those, there's a couple of horror films that really still scare the bejesus out of me. But I was watching Echoes of Fear, and I was I was really just on the edge of my seat. I was totally, like, with the jump scares. You know, that those usually don't really get me, but a couple of them did. I'm like, oh, my God, holy shit. There was a couple times I jumped up and, you know, went, ah! You know, so... Well done. Well,
3: thank you. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I swear I didn't um ask to have Deborah <laughs> on to plug my
0: work.
2: Tell no. <laughs> <laughs> me not, not to, but I can't help it. <laughs> thank so, you. But yeah, so ever since then, Tristan and I have been great friends, and we've oh, and then we had a a couple times we had the opportunity to hang out together, like. Um, You know, there was a dark delicacy thing and we were hanging out there and then we were hanging out after with a bunch of people. So, you know, we've gotten a chance to, you know, actually physically hang out together. So that's that's fun. Well, I'd love to talk about a a
3: film that you're in that I'm a huge fan of. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, but if you haven't, uh, you should. It's on YouTube. It's a short film called Kissing Time. You oh, watched it? Yes, I'm a huge fan of this film, and I love it's so unique. That uh, could you talk about it a little? I know you want right. to plug newer things, but um, <laughs> but please talk about it because it's a fascinating film.
2: Well, thank you. I will talk yeah. about it, and and Neil later on, I can send you kissing time if you yeah. want to plug in yeah, a little a little bit of the footage. Uh go ahead, but yeah. yeah. So, kissing time is one of my all time favorite films that I've done and it won awards. It was, it was actually done at UCLA and the filmmaker is Fred Cassidy who I'm, I got back in touch with him, you know, cause of Facebook and, uh, he is the most charming man. He's gone on to become a French, um, translator for films. He does a lot of things, but he's, um, I may not be right about this, but I think he's a professor in something. I'm pretty sure something like that, but he, uh, I know he teaches and he's um, fluent in French and I don't know if he's actually French, but uh, he looks French. (laughs) So, but he, he was doing this black and white film and um, I auditioned. I remember auditioning for him and I was really excited when I, got the role and then we were shooting and I was just so impressed with just his creativity, the way he shot things and how he got certain shots because, you know, you saw it, Trista, so you can see how creative it is. So it's basically about a young man who uh, kind of got, uh, I don't know how to say it, he got bamboozled into getting engaged to this wealthy woman and she feels like she's got him between a rock and a hard place which is actually one of the things it's it's a silent film it's done in like a 1920s style and they have the cards that you know have the little words on them and uh so one of the things is you see it says i got him between a rock and a hard place and she's like (laughs) uh So, um, so she's look she's at her engagement party and she's looking around for her fiance who is a very, it wasn't, isn't he adorable with yes. those gloves? So cute. Yes. And, um, I agree. Very, very cute. So we did this scene where, um, I'm, uh, behind, she's looking for him and, and, uh, so I, she catches us behind this curtain. She slowly opens this curtain, and this curtain comes open. And I'm back there, and he's kissing my arm like the Morticia thing, you know, up my arm. It's That's so good. cute. And um, so she catches us, and you have to see it. Um, I'll send it to you, and I'll show you the little part to play because it's just really cute. And then he goes on. Of course, you know, she's pretty upset with him. And he goes home and then you got to see the thing with the cat the cat it's so oh gosh okay you got to see it so <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to describe it because i don't want right. to
1: plus it. it's a short you
2: know you don't it it
3: describe a, it's sort of like german expressionism yeah. it's very profound oh. it's exactly well
2: so then he he sleepwalks he goes home he goes to bed he sleepwalks and then he's transported into this whole other world and myself and his uh, fiance are in his dream, and I play space and she's time, or is it the other way around? I don't know. But anyway, you have to see it. It's it's beautifully done, and to this day, it's among the very top favorite things I've ever been in. So cool! Oh, and along with mother. All right, I'm
1: intrigued. This sounds so good. Yeah. Is that is that something you look for when you're taking roles, or something that uh, interests you, or something unique? Or
2: yes, absolutely. You know, I get um, if I've done a certain type of film. Uh, we'll talk about this later. Like I did a found footage film with Michelle Nesk and yeah, Tonya. Yeah, you see
1: her wa- uh, watching.
2: Oh, good, she's watching. Yeah, we'll we'll get to her later, because we're going to bring her on a little bit later, and I've got the trailer, but, uh, like, I did a, that's a found footage film, so I did that with her, and then um, uh, last year, sometime around, like, late last year, you know, before all this stuff happened, I was asked, somebody asked me to, you know, they wanted to cast me in a found footage film, and I, and, you know it's like if I've already done one thing and I felt like that that was a good project, unless it's something I feel that's going to be really, really outstanding. I don't want to repeat myself, you know, right. same with the types of roles, you know, that like if I'm playing, I've played, you know, a few mothers now and, and, um, and I do enjoy playing mothers. Oh, speaking of mother, we got to talk about mother. <laughs> yeah, in a minute. <laughs> but, um, but if I've, if I've done one type of role in a, a type of mother, I don't want to just keep doing the same thing. So, you know, I'll turn those kind of things down just because I don't want to, you know, I want to be challenged. I want to do something that excites me. And if it doesn't, if I really don't feel like I'm going to get excited, I just don't, you know, even, you know, friends of mine, you know, I love my friends and I, I, I support them with their projects that they're doing. But if I'm not being offered something I feel I can, like, get excited, like, really excited about, then I just don't want to do it. You mentioned
1: that you uh, co-produced one of the movies earlier. Do you do, you do that often The, the uh, on the um, creative side?
2: Well, I've done it, and I do enjoy the uh, producing side of things. And, um, like, I was the co-executive producer of Disciples. I was an executive producer on a blood story. And uh, I was, Oh, so something really sad happened. I'm sure. I don't know if you know him, Trista, but you probably know him, Neil. Uh, our dear friend, Michael O'Here passed away. Yeah. Just, I
1: just saw that. Yeah. I,
2: I don't know if it was yesterday. I've been to
1: Buffalo a lot and I know he's oh, big in the, in the Buffalo yeah,
2: uh, film uh, community. Did you did you know him, Trista? Michael? O'Hare? No, I'm sorry, I, I didn't. Or or Troy? Okay. Oh, so no. yeah, well, Michael and O'Hare and I, we we didn't get the chance to work together, but we were friends, and we would talk to each other on the phone and commiserate, and and he was so sweet. Oh, I know why it brought up, it got brought up, is because I was a um, producer or co-producer, whatever the title was, on a film called Dry Bones. And that was produced, or directed, and written by Gregory Lambertson.
1: Great, he Who runs Buffalo him? Dreams Fantastic Film Festival, which yeah, that's actually where I yeah. saw Echoes of Fear for the first time. Yeah.
2: Oh, oh, okay, great. So, do you know Gregory Trista? Not personally, no. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, um, what about you, Troy?
1: No, no, no. He's been on the show, I, but, but you've never him. Yeah, yeah, I I've, I've met him lots him, of times. Yeah,
2: yeah. So um, yeah. So I I was a producer on Dry Bones, and I, I was never at any point supposed to be in it, or I was. It wasn't about casting. I was just um. Another actress was actually going to be in it first, and I was really good friends with her. And then uh, something happened, so then Debbie Roshan, uh took her place for that that leading role in dry bones. So, um, you know, Gregory was saying, well, did you still want to be a producer? And I said, sure. You know, Deb- Debbie Roshan is also a really good friend of mine. So, you know, I, I want to follow through cause I, you know, said that I would, you know, invest a little and help them out. So that's how Michael o- O'Hare and I became familiar with each other. And then that was quite a while ago. I don't know how many years, but it it was a while ago. So we became friends, and then we always talked about working together. And I know, I know he was. Oh, and then um, like Tim O'Hearn is a good friend of his, and so all those guys over there. uh, Oh, and my other friend too, um, Paul McGinnis. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're all friends. They're all the Buffalo. I know Tim though. Yeah. Yeah. They're all the Buffalo people. So, uh, I know all of those guys. I haven't been over there and I haven't directly worked with them, but you know, I know them all and I've been friends with them all for years. And, but Michael Hearn, Michael O'Hearn and I, you know, we would actually talk on the phone, you know, not like a ton, but you know, fairly often. And so when I saw that he, well, first I saw that he was in a hospice and I was like, what, what happened? Cause I, I talked to him not that long ago. And um, and then, and then of course, I got the news that he passed away, I saw. And it's just very sad. So I want to just, anybody out there who's listening and who knows Michael, my condolences, um, my condolences to Gregory. You know, I know all those people and Debbie Rashawn. They were all very close. So it's very sad. Yeah. But, yeah. So I was I was a producer on Dry Bones and there was a couple of other films I helped out. Um at one point uh I was you know I had a really good job. I worked with a company called Granger for ten and a half years and you know it I wasn't making a ton of money, but I was at that time able to, you know, help uh out on a few productions and, and like Disciples and a Blood Story, I was very involved with. And on a blood story, I like did pretty much, I was in it too, but I, I did pretty much every job, you know, transportation, you know, behind the scenes, production work, uh, craft service, makeup, wardrobe. I mean, I freaking did everything. (laughs) So, and, uh, but anyway, yeah. So yes, I do enjoy doing stuff behind the scenes. Like right now, um, I'm I'm going to be in a film called You You Like to Draw with the with a question mark You Like mm-hmm. to Draw is the name of the movie and it's the director is my dear friend Todd Ernest Braley. and I had uh, gone to Colorado when was it It was um oh it was March of 2019 I went over there because we did a trailer. We did a bunch of scenes for a trailer for a film called Paradise Road. Well, Paradise Road is put on hold for a bunch of reasons. But um, meanwhile, uh, he wrote a s- script and it was originally going to be a short film for You Like to Draw. So I I talked him into making it a feature film. I said, hey, Todd, this is really good. Don't, don't just make it a short, you know, go all the way with this because you don't, you know, you don't wanna blow the pooch. You don't wanna oh no, it's screw the pooch. You don't wanna screw the pooch.
1: You <laughs> don't wanna do either, I don't think.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, God, you don't wanna you don't wanna blow your wad. Come on, make it a feature film, go all the way with this. So uh so I kinda talked him into it. And then um and then I gave him a bunch of storyline ideas and he was so sweet because he gave me uh A story by credit. Well, additional, whatever, whatever the credit is. I don't know. He gave me credit. So, um, but we're going to be doing that. We're going to be shooting that in Colorado end of August. And so, uh, but we have a group page. We have two pages. We have a a regular like film page or movie page. I'm whatever. It's called you like to draw with a question mark. And then we have a group page that I've been inviting all my friends to join the group page. So everybody out there listening, join the group page for You Like to Draw. And you can feel free to post your artwork. And what what this film is about is it's about a um, – is this too much boobage? Is that too <laughs> much right there?
1: No, I think everyone's doing <laughs> You look yourself. great. Yeah. <laughs> Use that for the uh, thumbnail. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: Hits through the roof on YouTube.
0: I'll cover his eyes. <laughs> cover his
2: eyes. <laughs> You're gonna poke your eye out. You're poke your
1: eye. <laughs> You'll poke your eye out, kid.
2: <laughs> um, but anyway, Killer Rack,
1: by the by the way is a Gregory Lamberson film.
2: I know. I know. Yes. Yes. I still haven't seen that one yet. But I got it. I got it. I got to see. I got to see that one. Um. Uh oh and and one of my favorite films of uh Gregory's, it, it is my favorite film is Johnny Gruesome.
0: Yeah, that's right So funny.
2: it's so good. <laughs> whoever whoever out there has not seen Johnny Gruesome, I think it's on Tubi or Shudder.
1: Yeah, I think it yeah, it might be on it's, I don't think it, I don't I, think, I don't know about Shudder, but I think it is on Tubi.
2: It's on Tubi then, because I saw it. It's so good. So anyway,
1: yeah. And Craig I, Lindberg, who uh, calls into the show a lot, uh, he did the uh, the effects in that.
2: Uh, you know, it, it was really good, really, really good. Uh, where was I? I was talking about you about like to uh, you draw. like to draw,
1: yeah. So what? Oh, yeah. So because you were saying like you can go and and put your artwork up on the uh, Facebook page.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, you can do that. But in the group page, um, we've got, I've, I've invited tons and tons of friends. And a couple people put up, like, artwork. And I'm thinking, that's a great idea. People should put their artwork on there. So what it is, it's a story about a young woman played by Bree Frank. And um, she plays Ellen, who's a young woman who was in a car accident and suffered traumatic brain injury and so uh her there's I don't want to give anything away but there's you know a lot of family dynamics between her mother and her grandmother and her sister and then uh, I play her physical therapist and so I'm encouraging her to get back into doing her art because she used to be an artist and she has art all over her room and then um but she has difficulty with mobility in her hands and she's in a wheelchair. So she feels like she just can't do it. Like it's impossible. She can't do it. So uh, you'll have to see it. I finished reading the script and I'm like, (laughs) well, that's a good endorsement. It is. yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing this. Yeah, it's really good. I don't want, like I said, I don't want to give too much away, but it's about a young woman and she's struggling to, you know, with her just life and, you know, like we all are. (laughs) Uh But uh, yeah, it's going to be a very powerful film and I'm very pleased and proud to be a part of this project. And and I love Todd and all the people that are involved with this. I'm very, I'm very excited.
1: So what are you doing right now currently? You know, we're going to get some more of these projects here. But uh, right now, you know, people can't really film, which I guess people are starting to a little bit. But uh, what have you been doing?
2: Well, I was in – I was down in L.A. um, Oh, wait. Something's coming up on my thingy. Okay. Um, Yeah, I was in L.A. shooting uh, at the beginning of March. I was working on one of my current films, The Deceased – won't desist, and we do have a trailer for that, which we can play in a minute if you like. Yeah. And um, so I was uh, there shooting. We were shooting a bunch of scenes, and then of course this whole coronavirus started <laughs> up, and we had plans. We we shot the first weekend in March, and then we had plans to shoot a couple weeks later. But then that shoot, things just started falling apart with people getting nervous, and then. And so that just kind of fell apart, so we just postponed it, but we're back on track and we should start up again the end of July to finish oh, nice. that one, or at least shoot some more of that one. And
1: do you want to play the trailer? I'm just getting it ready, so finish what you're saying. And
2: Yeah, so we'll watch the trailer for the uh, the, uh deceased won't desist but that's the director is my dear friend Mark Pirro I love working with my friends it's so much fun so Mark Pirro uh we go way 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 back is that too many ways (laughs) (laughs) just enough ways (laughs) no way (laughs) so um but we do go way back because about a little over 30 years ago, I did a film called Death Row Game Show with him.
1: Oh, really? Was, I like
2: the name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, the the studio was Crown International, I think, and it was not one of the ones that Mark uh, totally produced. I mean, he produces everything, but uh, it was a it was a studio film or kind of sort of a studio film. I don't, I can't remember the details. But anyway. It was a big film, and uh, it was, oh, so silly. So, it's basically the, uh, the um, it's a comedy. <laughs> so, the people on Death Row are brought on this game show, and the game show host is Chuck Todan, I think, played by my dear friend, John McCafferty, who's in The Deceased Won't Desist, and he, so he's the game show host. Now, I'm Remember, Dana White. Of course, yeah, yeah. Wheel of Fortune. So, so I'm the I'm the show's of White. So I'm Ch- I'm Shanna Shallow. So I do a lot of this. You know, I'm standing in front of things, doing this. Actually, I'm too close to do that. It's like you know mm-hmm. that, or like this.
1: <laughs> Presenting. <laughs> Presenting. I like to buy a vowel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about boobs yesterday, right, Trista? <laughs> <laughs> we were? <laughs> yeah.
1: It's news to Trista. No, on Twitter,
2: on Twitter, I was talking about you were saying something I said. Oh, yeah, yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she was enjoying the gifts. Is that what you call it? Oh, gifts? the
1: gifts, yes. Yeah, so. yeah, you're
2: the queen so, of that. I forgot I was going to
1: mention that in the intro. The, the queen, queen of, of gifts.
2: gifts. So then i forgot the, tower, then, uh, the tiara I said I said something about um I, you know I'm happy that it you know it, it's entertaining and making you happy because you know that's all I want to do is you know make people smile make people happy and then I said you know and then when I'm dead you can stuff me only and then stick me up somewhere so I'm like hi you know in the corner somewhere and then uh <laughs> It's like, oh, look, there's Neverland. Lamb. Oh, wait. Right, right next to my bookshelf
1: here. We can add to, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
2: But you have to make my Okay. But you have to make my boobs, like, really overstuffed, like, All super, right. super big. Just, just for entertainment value, if no. nothing But else. then no one will look at Neil.
1: <laughs> no one does anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh,
2: you can <laughs> stick it behind you while you're doing yeah, the show. Yeah,
1: right. right. It'll match the other stuffed corpses I have behind me, behind the, the bookshelf. That's why well, I put anyway. the bookcase up to block uh, the, the things I do have back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. So, what was I talking about? Uh, let's. Well, see. I, I do have
1: the I do have the trailer ready. If we, uh, if we would oh, like to so go to the. Deceased. I'll, I'll
2: say one more thing. Yeah. So we were. So if you watch, it's available somewhere, like on Amazon or something. I don't know. I know it's out there. You can get it. So if you if you find Death Row Game Show, it's like I said, it's very very way over the top it's about convicts who are in death row and then they're brought on the show and then if they win whatever you know contest is going on at that particular moment if they win they get a stay of execution oh, but if they nice. lose they get execute executed right there on the show oh wow so I'm, i like
0: that I'm, concept
2: yeah, yeah so i'm I'm Shanna Shallow. So, with one of the contestants, which was uh, some crime, some mob boss's mother. So, they got really, you know, it's part of the plot. A mob boss's, oh no, this is the mob boss himself, not the mother. Okay. So, I'm doing this thing called the dance. Wait, what was it again? Oh, oh yeah. It was called the dance of the seven boners. I'm so oh, glad yeah, you sir.
0: remembered
2: that. Very familiar with that movie. So, so you gotta you gotta look out for the dance of the seven boners. It it <laughs> is pretty
0: fun. So uh-huh.
2: anyway, that that goes into me working with Mark Pirro again on the deceased won't desist. Go ahead, show him. All right, we will return. <laughs>
0: This is Sophia Cassiola. And this is Michael J. Epstein of Blood of the Trivets. And you're listening to Without Your Head. Dun, dun, dun.
1: Well, we are back live here once again. And we're still joined by Deborah Land. We get to see the trailer. Uh, everyone's watching it here at the moment.
0: Great, great.
1: Yes. You got a little low on us here, uh, Deborah. What's that? Deborah's a little low for me. Is she low for everyone else, the volume?
0: Am I low? What do you mean? Yeah,
1: Yeah, the the volume is a little lower than it was. It is? Hello? Yeah, you're a little like Timmy now. Oh, no! Oh, you know, this happened before.
2: Should I go out and come back
1: in? Yeah, maybe we'll try that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll be right back here, people. Well, we can (laughs) sit here and talk. So I did add some stuff here. I like to just ask for free stuff. So if people <laughs> want to send in stuff. Sometimes they give them. Too. Right. But I will say, uh, the hat. Oh, wait. Thanks, I did, Wait, I never did leave. Hang on. All right. you <laughs> 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 just make sure we didn't say anything while she was going. That's right. You're still here. Huh?
2: Can you hear me better? Is it better
1: or is it the same? No, it's still the same currently.
2: Uh,
0: Hang on, on, let me see if I
1: can figure this out. All right, no problem. And also the shirt, uh, thanks. uh, Well, this is James Balsamo, Acid Bath Productions. Thank you. And the shirt is courtesy of uh, The Good Exorcist, which you can find at Flush Studios. And we played it uh, last weekend. Really cool movie. I have the... um... And it's on um, Amazon Prime right now. Oh, Severed Limbs. Very good. Good man.
0: Is that
2: better? Yes. 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 Oh, Perfect. Yeah. Oh, yes. We have success. Good. Yeah, this, this happened to me before. On right. another. Yeah, okay. So I'm back.
1: Yeah, back. no worries. Good. Yeah, we can hear so, you. Good.
2: So everybody just saw the Deceased Won't Desist uh, trailer. Mm-hmm. So this is a fun film I'm working on with Mark Pirro. And he's done several uh, films that are you know extremely funny. I I just his writing cracks me up. When I was reading the script for this, I was literally like, really really laughing. Um, more than just like, oh that's amusing. I was like, oh my god, that's so funny. Huh? So. <laughs> so. Anyway, and I was really excited to work with him again because I mean it's been over 30 years since I worked with him, and um, you know we were out of touch for many years. But you know, thanks to Facebook, we got back in touch, and so you know I've hung out with him at his place many, many, many times. And he has movie nights where a couple of his friends will come over and watch movies, and so I've I've been to his house several times for movie night, and it's just a lot of fun. So then. When he, you know, he had told me a while back, oh, I'm working on this script. And I'm like, okay, okay, there better be a part in there for me. And so, um, you know, and then I read the script and he offered me one part, which was a smaller role. But because he, the role that I'm playing now was actually going to go to somebody else um, who's a famous comedian. But, uh, but you know, she's busy doing other things. So I'm like, okay, well, if she doesn't do it, you know. <laughs> so so then she passed on it so then now i'm doing that role so i was really pleased with that because you know i'm just having a lot of fun with it so i'm erica the gold digging bitch <laughs> that sounds like a fun role yeah and yeah. The, and if everybody just saw the trailer so you saw me so anyway
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and totally out of character yes.
2: So we were working on that um, when this all came down, and then the other project I was working on right around then was uh, "Men in Black West Coast," uh, directed mm-hmm. and written by Chris. I always see his last name off, Chris. No, I always say No to Riley, but that's mm-hmm. totally not. How oh, that's
1: actually how I thought it was said too. So, or pronounced. See?
2: But it's not. Do you know how to say it? Because I always no, because
1: I, I thought it was Nooriley. So
2: it's not. It's or, um.
1: Maybe it's I don't know. Not,
2: oh, he'll have to tell me again. You know, I talk to him all the time, and I feel like I'm such a dork. You know, it's like every time I talk to him, how do you say your last name again? <laughs> you know, so I'm like, okay, whatever. I give up. Uh-huh. But anyway, I I worked with him on this. Uh, I first worked with him. Uh, earlier last year, sometime I don't remember. I can't remember anything anymore. And um, so I worked on his uh, fan film. Not, no, that one is not a fan film. It's an original story by him called Frenzy. He does. He did this series called Frenzy, starring Danny Scott. And it ju- I was in Frenzy three. Mm-hmm. It just so happened, coincidentally, and I had nothing to do with it was, uh, Danny Scott, uh, Mark Pirro somehow found Danny Scott and he cast her in the deceased won't desist. And then we were at the reading, we were at the reading and I had just worked with her like a month or two before. I like totally didn't even recognize her, you know, and I had just worked with her. Of course in frenzy three, she is all in blue makeup. So maybe, you know, but still that's no excuse. So it's just, I don't know, I'm brain dead or something. So then I realized it was her. I'm like, holy shit, that's Danny. I just worked with her. What's wrong with me? (laughs) So anyway, um, but yeah, I worked on Frenzy 3 with him. And then, um, oh, and then he brought me back for Mother, which we will talk about, which was in the intro. Mm -hmm. and then he so he cast me a mother and we did that and then the next thing i'm working on with him is called men in black west coast and of course it's a fan film as was mother and so i'm looking forward to doing that we had it all set up um but then yeah coronavirus right so we had to postpone it but we are going to be getting back to that now he has a couple other things he's going to do first but then we're going to get back and do men in black west coast so i'm really excited about that the story is great so i can't wait
1: yeah yeah and uh you know we're gonna talk about mother i'll play the the uh, video here in a minute but um but that's, like, that's like huge shoes to fill you know to, to this is an iconic horror movie arguably the best horror movie of all time one of the best movies of all time mm-hmm. so yeah. to, to take on that role uh, i would think would have to be kind of daunting
2: I was I was nervous. I was nervous. For one, um, a lot of people have seen Mother, uh, they've seen it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've gotten so many rave reviews for that. And I'm so lucky to have done it. I think, I'm, I'm pretty sure Chris basically, I mean, he's told me that he basically had me in mind for it all along. I mean it's not like he yeah he just had me in mind to do it and because I had worked with him on Frenzy three and so I was really happy about that. Um so when we went to shoot it I was extremely nervous for one I I do have a different cadence and accent in this um and it's it's a way of it's an accent that I really haven't done before. So I was sweating it. For one, it's mother from Psycho, which is big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. And then, so just the the acting, the character, and getting into the character and the getting into the head of playing Norman Bates's mother. But then the accent too. So I was sweating it. I'm like, I can't fuck up on this one. This is a big deal. If I fuck up, if I do the accent bad. If I don't if I don't hit it right, mm-hmm. uh, or if for some reason my my um, my character development for the mother or how I portray it isn't right, you know I'm gonna get slammed. So because it was a big deal, and um, and I told Chris too. You know when we were done shooting, I was like, you know I still wasn't sure. I felt pretty good about it, but I wasn't really sure. And I'm like I said to Chris. Um, he was driving me home and I said, Oh, I, ho- I just hope I, I, um, I don't, can't remember the exact words I said. I hope I live up to the expectations of the fans of psycho. And he said, don't worry. You got it. You got it. So when I saw when I saw it, you know, I finally saw it. I was very pleased. I'm like, Oh, phew. I was so relieved. I was like, Oh good. I, I got it. I got it. Um, you know, I thought, oh, there was, you know, I'm so nitpicky, but I'm thinking, oh, there's a little, like, word here or there. It's like, oh, like, maybe I didn't quite get it. Like, I could have been more perfect on just that, ex- this one word, but, you know, I'm, I'm pretty picky, well, but you I think, killed it. You killed did, it. Oh, okay, so yeah, you, you saw <laughs> oh, yeah, and Girl, I'm huge, I'm, it. Oh, a
1: huge Yeah, I'm a huge psycho fan, so honestly, going in, I was a little apprehensive, to be honest, but uh, just the idea, not... not because you're in or anything, just the idea of someone making a fan film of, of Psycho was like, I don't know. You Before know, but that, you
0: saw it, you mean. Know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, I, I it totally worked for me. I thought it was great. Even though even the look you. of it, uh, the performance, everything about it. Yeah. yeah.
2: They, and the lighting. You know, Chris is a master when it comes to lighting. And um, gosh, he he just has so many really good technical tricks, you know. And he, he had a very, very specific idea of how he wanted these all three of the characters to be portrayed so he he did give very specific directions which helped a lot because um you know like uh I really thought a couple times I'm thinking oh I felt like I was going way over the top you know like too much but then when I saw it I'm like no no that that totally works it totally works so you know he would he had you know very specific directions but he's a very good director and and I'm excited to be working with him again he's very talented
1: yeah and uh uh we did the severed limbs film festival a couple months ago and uh that was everyone loved it and it you won best female uh performance and it also won best male performance for for, for both I babies. was
2: you know I I watched the one watch party you had and I watched the whole thing. You had mm-hmm. some, it was like a film festival, online film festival right. thing, the severed heads thing. And, um, you were showing a lot of, uh, yeah, it was short 38 films. shorts. So yeah, it was a lot. And I stuck, I stuck through it too, through the whole thing.
0: <laughs> so, so there was a, it's so interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was a lot of films, but, um, Uh, It was cool, too. Oh, and uh, my friend Tim O'Hearn's thing was in it. Yeah, Um, yeah. Um, Oh, wait, no. Pumpkin Bitch. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: that
2: was a great one, too. And, um, yeah, so I saw that Mother was shown, and that was great. And then you were going to have – that was just the film festival part of it. And then you were going to have – I didn't even know the awards thing. I knew it was some kind of awards thing, but I didn't didn't realize – mother was a part of it I had no idea so I wasn't able to watch the live thing when you you know Mm -hmm. were showing it I saw that it was up but I was busy and I couldn't watch it so I figured oh you know I'll watch it on YouTube when uh, I had to turn the air on it's hot and and
1: uh,
2: yeah so I couldn't watch it and nobody said anything and I had no idea
1: I'm glad they did, because oh, that would be a fan of a surprise. Really
2: it. Yeah, but I didn't even know that mother was going to be in it. Right. And so then, uh, so I finally got around to watching the thing, and I, I put it on the TV, and I was having, watching it with my husband, and um, and Debbie Rashawn comes on, and I said to him, I said, Hello, my friend Debbie Rashawn, because Debbie Rashawn, we go way back. And, um, I was thrilled to see her present, and then she's showing the, oh, the, uh, the on the the one former and the this, and then the other one, and then me. And she said, "Deborah Leon. I'm like, "What?" And so, you know, should her, and then she went back to you know talking about you know gearing up to say who the winner was, and then it was me. I was like, "Yay!" <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah,
0: in it's.
2: You can play the the little clip from the from your yeah. But you can hear me. I'm like yay.
1: Yeah, it's very cool. You're very excited, and she was excited that you won too, because uh, I didn't she I didn't won. know I didn't know going in that you know that uh that both of you knew each other or anything. You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just happened to ask her because I'm friends with her too. She's she's great. She set up some guests on the show. Very nice person. Oh,
2: I I love. And you know, she has a long history of uh, doing a lot of things for Fangoria magazine. I think she, uh, I think she had radio, she had radio shows before, and then plus she was a yeah, contributor. she was a
1: co-host on the Fangoria radio with uh, Dee Snyder.
2: Yeah. yeah, and she had a she, um, heard I never listened to the radio show, but she, but I knew she, did it, and she had uh, she was a contributor to the magazine, and um, way back. Chiller Theater back in 1993 and she's there and a bunch of us were there Melissa Moore and who I don't know if you know she has done a lot of films and we worked together on a film called The Invisible Maniac which is really funny by the way and um yeah so she was there and uh uh yeah us uh, oh gosh I can't even think who was there oh I think it was Billy Bob Billy Bob, was there? Yo, I don't
1: remember. Yo, Joe Bob, maybe?
2: Joe, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me, Bob. No, I don't think he was there that that year. But everybody, but he was a thing at the time. He's a big thing now, of course. I would love to be on a show. I wonder if it could happen. Um, but he, he, I had a character around that time uh, uh Dem- is Starstruck, it was 93 calendar, maybe I'll pull it out, I don't know if I have one, oh, I do, I know, and uh, maybe I'll give it to you, and uh, yeah, those were good days, those were good days, but we, we knew each other from back in the 80s, so that was a big thrill, and she, the way, so cool, she was so excited for me, and oh, show it, Play it.
1: Yeah, we're going to play it right now. And by the way, another connection, she's also friends with, uh, you might have mentioned this earlier, with Gregory Lamberson, and she's in yeah, uh, yeah. a lot of his movies, uh, Slime City Massacre yes. and Killer Rack and a lot of them. So we're going to play D- that clip oh, right now.
2: Oh, bu- and Dry Bones. That oh, all right.
1: Reading. Yeah, I've not seen yeah. Dry Bones, actually, but I need to see that. It was good. Yeah. This is
2: Linnea,
4: and you're listening to Without Your Head, which I've done in a lot of movies have a good day and stay scared.
1: I've I've never met Debbie either. I just uh, I've known her for a few years on from the show and stuff.
2: Well, I'm very very um to have gone to work with her. We were friends long before we did actually get on disciples and we're just talking about disciples, you know. And Debbie, of course, is excellent in it. And uh yeah, I just really loved working with those people. It was it was like a reunion. I hadn't seen um, those people in so long. And then I got in a film with all of them. Brink, Linnea, Debbie Rashawn, a bunch of That's other so people. Cool. Um, I I feel like I'm missing somebody. I'm, I know I'm missing somebody, but anyway, it was just really awesome. Very awesome. Yeah. So yeah um, oh you gotta send me the uh, that picture of that award thing oh and you're oh yeah, to, you're still working on trying to get it onto IMDB right
1: What was that I'm sorry
2: you're working on getting the awards onto IMDB
1: yeah um, my friend uh, Michael told me that uh, it has to be up uh, it has to be something that's been around for like five years. Oh, really? But, uh, he gave me some uh, pointers how to actually get around that because he's he's done it before. So.
0: Good.
2: Yeah, you got to put that festival on the IMDb, too. Yeah. I true. mean, in, the, in like your shows, because you have these shows and they're listed.
1: Oh, yeah. The actual show, you mean?
2: Yeah, because you had the show and you could just put it on there.
1: Yeah, um, uh, Jason, who does our uh, written reviews, uh, he put all the—that was a lot of work. He put all the all the shows since 2006 up on
2: IMDb. Wow! Oh, wow! Very, very
1: cool of them but yeah, that would have that would have taken a lot a lot of work. But
2: since 2006.
1: Yep. Yeah, we started in 2006. Our first guest ever on the show was uh, Sid Haig.
2: Wow! Very happy about oh. yeah. I have a Sid Haig story. Oh really? Yeah. What's your so, story? Well, it's not it's not that exciting, but it's <laughs> but I worked with him. I worked with him way back in the beginning of way back in the olden days, you know, be- before the horse and carriage. I was in this film. <laughs> that was a joke, people. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I admit it wasn't that funny. All right. So <laughs> okay. So I, back in the eighties. Uh, uh, towards mm-hmm. the beginning of my career, I got to work with Fred Olin Ray for the first time on a film called Warlords, and it starred David Carradine and Sid Haig. So um, now, my friend Michelle Bauer, who I actually just talked to the other day, and she's doing really well. She she was a big staple in the Fred Olin Ray uh, group of uh, actresses. You know, Bring Stevens. I was she was one of the original Scream Queens. Bring Stevens. It was always Linnea. Linnea Quigley, Bring Stevens, and Michelle Bauer. So, so she was in it, and her and I were running away from these terrible, toxic, mutant people who looked like, you know, I mean, you know what I really think was going on back in that movie? It was everybody had coronavirus because, you know, they had full, you know, decked out in these full, like, PPE, you know, personal protection equipment you know, covered in whatever they were covered in, these plastic suits and the things and the big gas masks. And so they were after us. And we were running, 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 you know, as girls do through these movies. And, you know, we're tripping and falling. And they catch us. And then the next thing I know, I've been sold into the harem of Sid Haig. Whoa. Yeah. So I was Sid Haig's, one of Sid one of Sid Higgs harem girls.
1: Well, I so. think that's
2: pretty awesome. That's... Yeah, what's the title again? It's called Warlords. It was back in the late 80s, early 90s. I think it was 1990. You know? And uh, yeah, so I got to work with Sid. It was fun. And then I, I was fortunate enough to run into Sid. I went to the Hanukkah premiere, his film Hanukkah. In Hollywood, and the, the,
1: the first one or the second one, because it, it premiered a couple years ago. and Then they did like the uh, I don't know what it's called the official premiere or something in in December of uh, this year, last year.
2: That's the one.
1: Oh, really? I was not, I was not not there, there too. Today. Yeah, well, it
2: wasn't. No, it wasn't December last year, wasn't it? December the year before.
1: It, well, they had two. They had the rough cut that they that premiered two years ago. That's probably when you were at because then they had the fit the the finished film cuz they they re-edited it uh, that that oh. premiered this december that's when i was oh at.
2: no i was in the one i was at the one in december 2018 thank you yes <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah i wasn't at that one i yeah, was just that's... saying that's weird we were both there and we didn't see each other
2: oh no so he was there with pj souls who i also worked with pj souls on a film called born also known as merchants of death so uh, but they were they together. I guess PJ was helping out Sid. She must she's a dear friend of his, so I think she helps, you know, helps him around. So she was there with him and uh, I got to say hello and I just happened to have in my phone a picture of me from Warlords, uh, that I got to show him and he's like, Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that seems kind of familiar to me, but <laughs> that's
1: yeah. cool yeah unfortunately, when i though when i was there you know he had already passed away so he wasn't oh that
2: oh, oh that's sad
1: but uh, really nice so guy like i said he was the first oh, yeah. guest on the show and uh i hosted panels with him and had uh dinner it was really cool i one of the highlights of doing the show is i had dinner with him and ed neil and uh some of the people in texas and just listening to the stories from sid oh. hay because uh you know a lot of people think of um you know, like uh, playing uh, Captain Spaulding, but he's been around since like the the old like oh. cowboy you know TV days. So he was like old westerns on television, and just they're around to... like everywhere and so many stories.
2: You know, before I ever met him, um, when I was growing up watching TV, I would see him on TV on the show, TV shows from the seventies. Oh yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and then Buck when I, Rogers
1: and you know, he'd just show up every any
2: place. He was, he was everywhere. Another yeah. actor who I worked with on Born, it's B O R N, that stood for Body Organ Replacement Network, but it's also known as Merchants of Death. But that started P J. Soles, Russ Hagen, a bunch of people. Oh, the lady from, oh my God. Amanda uh, from the the Western show, but not Bonanza, was the other one. Um, Red Hair, Miss Kitty.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Not Big Valley. What was that one?
2: It was not that one. It was, but you know who I'm talking about, right? Amanda. What's her last name? Anyway, I don't have a computer in front of me that I can just hop on IMDb. But um, so she was in it. Oh. Uh oh Clint Howard? Clint Howard oh, nice. Yeah, Clint Howard attacks me in that one. Uh, that was a very intense
3: role for you, Deborah.
2: Did you see it?
3: I did. It's also for free if you have Amazon Prime. Oh, you wow. should check it out. Yeah. You watched it? Yeah, yeah, of course I watched it. What? I'm a Deborah <laughs> Lamb fan. Well, when did
0: you see
4: it?
3: Uh just the past day or so. No way. Oh,
0: my yeah,
4: God. Yeah,
3: it's, it's for free if, you, if you're a member of Prime,
2: yeah. You should check it out, everybody. Oh, well, that's so sweet of you watching my movies. Of course. I watch all of your movies, too. I'll tell I you I know. It. You about I watched you in another movie. I'll tell you about that in a second. But Clint oh, Howard. No. So that was a different <laughs> scene, right, Trista, with me and Clint Howard? Yeah, it's intense. That was scary. You know, I gotta tell you the who. uh, So I found out because what they did was they chopped up that scene like terribly. I was so so upset when I saw that scene how it turned out in the film because that that scene had a lot more going on in there, and you could see how intense it was just the little bit that they showed. But they they didn't have they took out the audio for the voices for the dialogue and they just put in like this music so you don't hear what we're saying but like i'm pleading and pleading with him and then i'm crying for my daddy you know and it's really intense and apparently um russ Hagen and his well unfortunately russ Hagen and his wife god i i have trouble remembering everything um his wife i know her name but i can't think of it was it clarice no that wasn't it Oh, I know her. They're wonderful people and they're really, really dear friends of Fredel and Wright, but they're gone now, unfortunately. But uh yeah, he told me that the, the financiers, the investors of the film were uh very religious and that, that film that scene they they told them to chop it up like that to because it was too much so but I was, I was wow. like, you know I was very happy with that scene in fact after we were done with that scene I was so emotional for hours after that like really emotional and um, but I felt it was really good work and I was proud of it and then I, so to see it chopped up the way they chopped it up um, just kind of was a very disappointing, but you know, it happens, but you know, who else was in it was Clint, ha- Clint Howard's parents.
0: Howard's oh, parents. nice.
2: Yeah. Rance Howard and Grace Howard. They were in it. Oh my God. I have worked with some amazing freaking people. No doubt. Well, awesome. so you're an amazing
3: freaking person, Deborah. Yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right all, all of those people can also say I've worked with them that's people. true too yeah're uh, right. absolutely right
2: I have so many stories I'll, I'll tell you real quick because I wanted to talk about what were we were going to talk about we we're gonna talk we talked about okay you just showed W Roshan giving me the thing for mother right. which thank you <laughs> I am so you know and this apparently and congratulations was, yeah. thank you this, and th- just
4: well real quick,
1: all those awards are right in the awards. So people had to just write in any any person that they liked out of the 38 shorts. So to yeah. win, I mean, really was you know I, I think that's pretty good. You know, out of 38 shorts, and you know then they'd have to you know pick who they liked out of each one. And it wasn't like I just picked five, and they had to pick out pick out of those five. They no, picked out it was all from all
2: the films, right? Yeah, that was amazing. And then and then Chris Bostrom, who played um, Norman, mm-hmm. he won too, and he yeah, didn't he win either. He didn't know either. He was congratulating me because I posted about it after I found out, and um, and then he was congratulating me. But what happened was when when after I saw that I won, uh, I I I stopped watching it because I was so excited, and then I did the whole video thing, and mm-hmm. then um and then I watched the rest later. But meanwhile, he had congratulated me because I posted it. He said, oh, congratulations. So then after he had said congratulations, then I watched the rest of it. And he was right after me, the guy that was um, the actor who starred in Centipede 2. What's his name? Lawrence Harvey. Yeah. Who's an excellent actor, by the way. Yeah. And so He's then I nice and I was like, oh, if I had just kept watching it a few more minutes, I would have saw that Chris won too. So then I went back to the post and I said, oh, by the way, congratulations, you won. <laughs> yeah. And it, it took him a couple days to to see it. And then he was like, oh, and then he was all excited. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. I thought Both well-deserved, too.
2: It, yes, very well-deserved. Yeah. And
0: I
3: thought it was funny that it's the Betsy Palmer Award for Mother. I, right, isn't
4: yeah.
1: that
2: appropriate? <laughs> Is that crazy? That's crazy. That yeah, was it was crazy.
1: just a coincidence because I named all the awards after uh, former guests of ours that passed away over the years, and uh,
2: oh. she was such
1: a nice guest, really, yeah. really super. super That's nice one story. of our first guests too, actually, Betsy yeah. Palmer in the first year.
2: Oh, and I loved, I loved Debbie Rashawn's presentation, and I loved that she told the story about Betsy Palmer, and you know, gave gave the audience a little bit of background about Betsy Palmer. That was cool. Yeah. And uh, but that was, you know, I, I also won for uh, my role in There's No Such Thing as Zombies, which we can play soon because mm-hmm. um, I have some clips from that. But um, last year, August of 2019, I won the best actress for a comedy horror for There's No Such Thing as Zombies at the Nollywood thing at the Nollywood the Los Angeles Nollywood Film Festival Award. And anyway, that was um, in thanks to the people with Nollywood. It was, um, what's his face? I know the name. Um, I'm getting old people, but also (laughs) Joe Williamson, Joe Williamson. So big shout out to Joe Williamson. Thank you. But this one was um, very special too. So, You know, it was really cool because people voted and they voted for me. And that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 I got lucky with that one, you know, to play that role was really lucky. I yeah, I've been very fortunate, you know, and I've worked with uh, some incredible people and, and I've, you know, I, I always end up telling the story of my working with John Candy and Steve Martin and John, Cues and planes, trains, and automobiles, but I got cut out. So I always end up telling the story about that because people love planes, trains, and yeah, automobiles. It's oh, yeah. everybody's favorite film. <laughs> and
0: Those
2: then I was pillars. also, <laughs> and I was also in uh, RoboCop. So I've got that story, but then I got cut out of that one too. So, um, but I will show I will show you something real quick. Um, I'll, I'll get it but yeah so you know people want to hear the story about that but it's so sad because I was in this huge huge movie with huge stars and I had a big scene and it was like not planned it was um, something that was uh, just John Hughes just decided that he wanted to add this scene with um, somebody uh, I was, it was a scene where they go into a strip club because the car blew up and was on fire. And then Steve Martin's trying to find a phone. So, they go in a strip club. So, there's a bunch of girls dancing around. I'm one of the girls. And then, um uh, so then he needed somebody to do an improv scene. So, I was in an improv. I was actually in an improv group at the time. So, I said, me, me, me. So they picked me, and then I got to do this huge scene. And when the scene, it was all improv. We were just making stuff up. And then when it was all over, everybody was busting up laughing. And John Hughes was just really busting a gut. So, you know, and I want to make this story quick because I've told it so many times. But so I go to the premiere. They have a premiere, uh, just a studio premiere um, on the lot of Paramount. So I go and they hand out these one sheets with the cast and crew's name. So I, I'm on the list and I'm like, yay, I'm on the list. I haven't been cut out. So I go in, I sit down and, with my boyfriend at the time. And this editor uh, who was sitting behind me, he recognized me and he said, you know, he got my attention and said, hey, oh my God, you were so funny in that scene. And I'm like, wow, that's great. You actually saw it. And he's like, yeah, it was hysterical. I'm like, oh, cool. So I'm like, I didn't get cut out. So we're watching the movie and watching the movie. And the scene that I was supposed to be in is toward the end. And then, you know, the spot where it should have been comes and goes. And then the movie ends. And I was like, uh. And then the guy behind me, he felt really bad. He said, oh, I'm so sorry. I, you know, I worked on the film. But when I was working on the film, you were in it. I didn't know you got, got cut out. So then, you know, it was really sad. So then I, you know, went outside and then in the parking lot on the way to the car, I was crying. Yeah, I was because I was like, this is a huge movie. I'm in a huge movie and a big scene with John Candy and Steve Martin, and it's funny. People think it's funny. But, you know, it was a family film and it was a holiday and Mm -hmm. I
0: was topless
3: so but look at the illustrious career you've had it's not like you gave up you know after such a big disappointment I think that's very inspirational oh oh,
0: thanks
2: (laughs) it was disappointing but you know I mean but look so I originally got hired on planes, trains, and automobiles just to be a model in the calendar for John Kek John Candy's character, Del Delo Griffith, saw so I was hired as a model, and then and then a few months later, whenever it was, I got called in as a dancer because somebody knew me and whatever. I don't know who got me on it, but um, but first I was hired as a model. And here's a prop. Oh, and when I was on the set for *Plain Jane's Novel*, after you know we were done shooting, I needed to use a phone because this is before cell phones. This is how old I am. And then uh, I was I was born back before there was radio. <laughs> I was, we didn't have computers. We didn't have cell phones. We had freaking beepers. Beep, beep, beep. Remember beepers? And uh, so anyway, I was hired as a model. And here, look, I got the prop. Oh, and John Candy gave it to me. He took me to oh, his wow. trailer. He was so sweet. He said... And I was saying something about, I need a phone, I need a phone, you know, and he's like, oh, you can use the phone in my trailer. And I was like, wow, really? He's going to let me use his phone? So, you know, and he was so nice. And then I was in there, I used the phone real quick, just had to make a quick call. And then he was giving me this calendar, which is the prop that I was in. And then Steve Martin comes in. So did Steve Martin, I think he was a little annoyed that I was in there, but whatever. And, um... So then uh, he signed my calendar, and John Candy signed my calendar.
3: Wow.
2: I have heard and I have read that Steve Martin never gives out autographs. Like, never. He just doesn't do it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> so here, here's the calendar. Dylan right <laughs> Griffith. So, and then. It's so cute. This is an adorable calendar. So here's a girl. I, I forgot her name. I know who she is, but I forgot her name. But she she was she was a very popular model at the time. And she was I think she was in Playboy. So there's a bunch of girls. And some of these girls I know. Oh, here's my friend. Look, it's Becky LeBeau. Look. Do you know who Becky LeBeau is? She was a big pinup in the 80s and 90s. Oh you'll know who she is. She was in Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, she's okay. Bubbles. Yep.
0: She's,
2: she's Bubbles. Yeah. She's the one who jumps out of the hot tub. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he says something about champagne or Bubbles. She's like, everybody loves Bubbles, and she jumps mm-hmm. up. <laughs> well, anyway, it's cute. It's cute, but um, here she is. Oh, wait. Things are popping up on my phone. <laughs> Here's, here's Becky, my friend Becky. Oh, so cute! Look, see this is cute. cute. This is so cute. She's uh, me. Hey. So what it is is you know the character Delo Griffith. He's a shower curtain ring salesman. So it's not even the shower curtains. It's just the shower curtain rings. Uh-huh. So here's the calendar. It's adorable. And uh, now I should have done a better job preserving this because I've just been hauling it around for 30 years. But you want to see mine? It's so cute. Yeah. Guess, okay, I have to have you. Guess what month I am. February. We should, so. let, we should let people come in on that Zoom. So... Oh, but they're watching on the watch party, right? Yeah.
1: We do have someone uh, r- ready right after the story. So.
2: Oh, after this, we'll bring Michelle on. Okay, sorry, Michelle. Okay, so here, here's little old me. Guess what I am? I'm... September. Nice. Oh, isn't that cute? That's, That's so cute. Very cute. That's adorable. I love it. Yeah, so here's... Let's see, here's John Candy. He says... Debbie, thanks for the acting lessons. (laughs) Um, Love and thanks, John Candy, a.k.a. Dell, And um, Steve Martin puts, to Debbie, oh, and he spelled my name right, too, D-E-B-I, to Debbie, you're a terrific dancer slash and actress, Steve Martin. Oh, so sweet. But it's getting really faded, because I I haven't been storing it carefully, but I don't know. There's still stuff on my. You pocket. should frame
3: it. Oh, no, that's
0: awesome.
2: Yeah, it's just stuck in a. It's stuck in a cupboard. Okay, so here's.
0: Here's the. Can you see it?
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You should yeah. definitely frame it.
2: But yeah, I might. I might. Yeah. And then, speaking of calendars, before we bring the show on, I'll just quickly show you because we were talking about Joebot Bridge.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So, Joe Bob was a big deal back in the 80s and 90s, like, when me and Debbie and a bunch of other girls' uh, actresses were, uh, you know, um, where I'm just doing that because I'm getting stuff off my screen. Because we're, uh, you know, we were at Chiller, and uh, a lot of people did a ton of conventions. I didn't do that many conventions, but I really enjoyed Chiller. And there's been a few. There's been a bunch I've done, but I don't really do it normally. But anyway, so Joe Bob had a newsletter way back, and his oh, and his stuff was always in Fangoria, right? Do you remember you guys? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm a big fan of Joe Bob.
2: Yeah. But... So he, in his newsletter, he wrote, and I have it somewhere. It's stored away. He wrote a beautiful, really, really, really nice, so complimentary. Review on my calendar, and he was saying how beautiful it was, and just that it was exquisite. So here's my calendar. Um, I just happen to have one that I could grab. So here it is. It's called Deborah Lamb is starstruck in here. Oh wow! That's the
0: best photo. Yeah,
1: that's beautiful. Yeah,
0: Deborah.
3: that's just
1: amazing looking.
3: It's so artistic.
2: Thank you. Thank you. So I did this back in... We actually did it in 1992. But, um, you know, it's, it's a 1993 calendar. Now, if I had been smarter, I would have done it earlier and made it like a 1994 calendar so I had time to market it. But this is before the internet. This is before... This is before anything. No smartphones, no computers, no nothing. And, um... I mean, there's ways that people were marketing calendars like Tracy Lourdes around that time. She had a couple of years in a row. She had gorgeous calendars, gorgeous, gorgeous pictures, beautiful calendars. So um, she was doing her calendars at the time, but I really didn't know how to do it. So um, I really didn't. Um, I put a lot of a lot of time and money into this calendar, and I think it's beautiful. But uh, I just didn't market it correctly, so it really didn't get out there much. But I, I still have some. I we had a bunch. Me and my first boyfriend, Stephen Palti, is the photographer. Photography by Stephen Palti.
0: He also wow.
2: shot. He also shot a lot of people. We shot Stella Stevens. Um, I did her hair and makeup and styling. We shot her for towels. Oh, we shot Linnea Quigley. I did Linnea's hair and makeup way, way, way back in the day for Femme Fatales, and she used those pictures for a bunch of things. But anyway, here's, um, you know, here's like one of the pictures. Wow. I won't show them all to you because that'll take too long. But uh, let me see. Oh, I'll show you one of my favorites. It's yeah. I haven't really, I haven't really brought this out for many, many years. I haven't really talked about it because I kind of forgot, but yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful calendar and me and Steve, I was, you know, I'm a perfectionist. So I, I had control over everything. You know, I kept going to the uh, print house. This is, you know, this is before digital. This is before there was no Photoshop. There was none of that stuff. None of these pictures are touched. They're not retouched. I have one picture that has a teensy bit of retouching just because there was a a problem with the picture, but you know, like here's a picture, which was also made into a poster. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, there's only one other picture I want to show you just because people really, I don't want to spoil it, but they really think this is somebody who you'll know who I'm talking about in a second. I went through this phase. I've been blonde a couple times. Where, where the heck is it? I'll find it. But I went through this phase and if I can, it's cause I'm trying to do this with one hand. Um, uh, sorry. No, no not really? at all. Yeah. Let's see, where, where the hell?
3: Thanks for uh, taking this out and sharing yeah, it
2: very cool. Yeah, it's very Okay, amazing. so can we show boobies? Oh uh, yeah. Is, bo- fine. is boobies okay? Uh-huh. Here, I love this picture.
3: <laughs> oh, look at this. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. This is art, Deborah. This is yeah. really beautiful.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah that's amazing. Thank you. All of these photos are by Steve Palti. And we made a great team back then. And uh, you know, I've I've talked to him about he's very artistic and uh, you know, he we did all of these like I said, I mean, everything was on film. This calendar uh, was done in duotone, so I've got sepia. So I've got two colors. It's so mainly sepia, but some of them are kind of blue. And why can't I find this? It's because I'm trying to do it with one hand. Hang on. Um, but I want to get to Michelle, but I have one more picture. Why am I having so much trouble? Why are you one hand? Holding?
1: I think because she's in the phone.
2: There. I'm holding. Oh, you can put us down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about
0: that.
2: <laughs> but don't you want to see me licking my fingers? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. obviously.
1: Neil's a slap, slave driver, it. though.
2: I, I thought
3: it. you were going to say
1: that's Neil's thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I <think. laughs> Finger looking kind of guy. I was like, "Well, yeah." Kinda... It's
2: a finger. It's finger looking good, folks. <laughs> that's right. Okay, this is the picture I was looking for. Okay, here he is. Oh, you look like Madonna. Oh, yeah,
1: oh, yeah, exactly.
2: You look a yeah. lot like. That's Madonna. crazy. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. I was wow. going. Through, I was going through a Madonna phase. In fact, if you uh, if you watch Point Break. You'll see me. I'm fire eating in a scene with Keanu Reeves and Lori Petty and all those guys. So I'm, I spit fire. It's the scene where they first walk into the uh, uh, Patrick Swayze's beach house. So they're walking into the party. Keanu Reeves was bringing Lori Petty there because, you know, he's trying to get the lowdown on Bodie. So um, so they walk in and I, whoosh, I spit fire whoosh, right in their face. And I've got that curly blonde hair. It's all like little curls. Remember, I don't know, Trista, you're too young. You might not be too young. I don't know. You look like you're 14. But (laughs) I know you're not 14. But, you know, remember way back in the 90s when Madonna went through the curly, the little curly blonde Uh hair phase? I do, yeah. You know when she did that song Vogue and express herself, she was all mm-hmm. like with the curls. Yeah, so she had like I, the
1: little ringlets going.
2: Exactly. So I that's what I was doing. I was going through my Madonna phase.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a great profile though on that one too. I love that. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Well, thanks for indulging me. Let's get no. Michelle.
1: All right. So should we play the trailer and then? Get Michelle.
2: Um. Do you? Are we going to let people in on Zoom yet or not yet?
1: Yeah. Well, she's on Zoom right now. So.
2: She's on Zoom. Oh, where is she? Get her in the box. Well, because right. I can't see. Her. Let's let's bring Michelle on for a second so we can say hi. All
1: right. <laughs> Get her in the box. That could be a good quote. Ma'am. There she is. Hello. Oh, sorry oh, we had you in the waiting room for so long. Oh, it's connected oh, to the oh, audio.
2: Oh, Michelle. Oh, no. Where is she? Oh, here. Let me go over here.
0: There, a, she su- is.
2: Su- there she is. There she is. she? Oh, <laughs> she's waiting. We're waiting. Mm-hmm. We're waiting, she,
1: she gave up a nap to oh. do the show. So,
0: <laughs> can you hear us? Yeah,
1: you, is you? There hello, it's good to see you.
2: Hi, hi,
5: hi, Michelle, hi, Deborah, how are you?
2: I, I'm good. I'm so sorry for keeping you waiting. Don't even worry about it. I love you bunches. <laughs> I love you so much. I'm so glad we can have you on the show with us. Thank you for having me be on with you. Well, we find. Yeah, we've. uh, Yeah, Neil suggested it to me because I sent him the trailer to play, you know,
6: and I was talking
2: about you. And so, and then he suggested, well, hey, how about having Michelle on the show? And I'm like, yes, of course, Mm -hmm. whatever. And then, so sorry for keeping you waiting. We were just, you know, gabbing. But now (laughs) we finally
0: got around. Not us. I can't believe that.
7: Yeah.
2: So we finally got around to uh, to three 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 Illuminati. Yeah. You want to play it? Yeah. All right. Let's we'll,
1: do it. We're gonna play the uh, the trailer and then we will be right back.
0: From ancient terrors to the search for modern day conspiracies, the Tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Ripley we should have listened. The Tomb of Nick Cage.
4: They're coming tonight. They're coming tonight. They're coming tonight. They're coming tonight. They're coming tonight.
0: They're Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Tomb of Nick Cage. They're
1: coming tonight. All right, and we're back here once again without your head. And we're still all here. Deborah's still with us, and now we have Michelle with us. And we're going to be talking about her movie that uh, she's done with Deborah. It's very cool to have you. Here.
2: Three, 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 I've three Illuminati.
1: I've seen you before. Three, three, three Illuminati. Yep. Welcome. Thank you.
2: And and you just showed you just showed the trailer, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, what's weird is a weird coincidence is, uh, um, originally I is going to play Michelle's other trailer before just before the movie. And then it it turned out that you guys had a movie together, so uh, it's a weird coincidence.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I know. That's why she said that, and I was like, oh wow. So I, and then I added the trailer for Three 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 Illuminati to the the things that I sent you, and then uh, it was a great suggestion having Michelle come on and talk about it. I had such a good experience working with her and Tonya. It was about it was a little over a year ago. And it was. Um, I was actually a replacement for somebody else. I don't know who that somebody else is, but it was a last minute tell. replacement. Huh? I'll never tell. <laughs> no, it's okay. And um,
1: well, I our feel best, obviously.
2: And our friend, uh, our mutual friend, was it Rocky? Who was it? Ronnie Angel. Yeah, Ronnie Angel. He uh, suggested me to Michelle. Michelle, you tell the story.
5: Um. Okay, so we were, Tanya and I, uh, we were already planning on making a found footage film at some point, and we were traveling for Medusa Underground Film Fest to present our film Just a Prick, and we had kicked around an idea when we were chilling in a hot tub in Toronto a year before that, where I was like, you know what, I want to make a found footage film that is completely set in... Real world immersion, so what you see is what you get. One take, one time. That's you uh, have. And Tanya was totally game for it. So uh, I wrote down uh, what I wanted it to be in the synopsis, and then me and Tanya busted out some dialogue. And then uh, we were supposed to have someone else, as as Deborah said, um, but that didn't work out, and. We actually, you know, all good. We're actually going to work together later. So I'm not going to say their name. But uh, Ronnie Angel, I-, I called him or he called me last minute to see how I was doing. And I was like, I need an actress. I need an actress who could play mine and Tanya's mother easily. And Ronnie was like, oh, I know. Hang on. I know. And then he goes away for a bit. And then he calls me back and he's all, do you know who Deborah Lamb is? And we're <laughs> Like, I freak out because I mm, I love Beverly Hills Vamp. So, you know. Wow. What, <laughs> yeah, well, it, you know, it, it's a fun movie. I love all those campy movies. Like, they're the best to me. Like, Once Bitten, Saturday the 14th, you know, and Saturday the 14th Strikes Back. And, you know, so I was, like, to me, you're, like, horror comedy royalty. I so I was really excited about that. Yeah. And I knew that you would be perfect to play the mom, and honestly, you excelled my expectations of what I thought, like, because I had the mother a certain way in my head, and you really fleshed her out for me. And it was just dynamic, and we we shot the whole time, we were in this uh, uh, sex hotel in Nevada on the off season, and that's where not
2: not my part the other part
5: no no no, not no yeah no just me and tanya (laughs) me and Tanya were running around in a sex hotel and i wasn't in
2: the sex hotel i missed
5: that day (laughs) was this part of the
1: movie or just
5: uh, it It was the off season so like they were like oh if you come here on season you'll see all kinds of naked bodies and uh, you know and i'm very liberal but at the same time i'm I I don't know how I feel. I'm really short, so I don't want to be, like, head level with a bunch of strangers bare butts. I'm very short. So, you know. And then um, we went to L.A. and we filmed with Deborah, and that was a fucking blast. Excuse my, oh my god, am I allowed to say F-bombs? No, you're
2: good.
0: Yeah, never showed oh, boobs
5: before. Oh it's,
2: okay. it's okay. I was showing, I was showing okay. naked pictures, so right. it's okay.
5: And that's true. I did see your boobs earlier. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. So that's how that all came about, and so I I feel really lucky. And every chance I get, thank you, Deborah, for being in our movie.
2: It was, it was really, it was really great. It was so great working with you and Tonya. And we just, we just, we instantly clicked. I mean, it was instant and we really bonded and we had a great night. We were shooting kind of late into the night. We had, you know, several scenes that we were shooting. A, a lot of it was improv. Um, and I really loved working with Michelle and Tonya too, because, uh, and this is of course Michelle's creation um, but I was able to put a lot of input in and I was, you know, and that made me feel really good. Cause I really like it. I mean, most of the time you're given a script and, and then that's just it. You do, you do that what's written down, but it was really fun cause I kind of got to collaborate and come up with stuff. Mm-hmm. And we came up with some, a few, you know, really fun things. And we made it, we made it so much more than it originally was, you know, just the part that was written down and I was given it, you know, last minute, and I think I did actually receive some kind of script or outline, but it was last minute, so it was, it was impossible, I was, I was following with the basic gist of it, but it would have been impossible for me to memorize, I couldn't, I didn't have time for that, oh, and that whole scene with us doing shots at the table, and it's your birthday, that was all just made up on the spot, Mm -hmm. it was great, yeah, I loved it.
5: The whole, it was a real-world immersion, so it was like, uh, you know, the script was, you know, this is what we want to hit, like, these are the points we want to hit, but with the real-world immersion one take, which I was just really glad that you as an actress, you were, like, into the idea of doing it in the first place, because I know, you know, it sounds kind of iffy, but that's the flavor we were running the whole filming process on, like... What if we guerrilla filmed in this sex hotel? And, (laughs) you know, yeah,
2: those scenes, those scenes were really good too. You know, when I saw the, when I saw the finished product, I was very pleased. It was very creepy and very spooky. The stuff that her and Tonya did in Las Vegas, you know, it was, I liked the, the, um, the different, the different locations that everything shot in, like the stuff that I did with them was at her friend's house. Uh, who was kind enough to lend the house? I forget your friend's name. John. Yeah. So, um, but that was really good because we did all the scenes with me at the one house, and it had enough like little nooks and crannies that we could get like different uh, scenes, different location. You know what I'm trying to say. For the different scenes, we had different locations, and then they and then her and Tonya, the stuff they did in Las Vegas, was, had a very interesting look. You know, the stuff in the hotel with that red, that red room and then the elevator stuff is very interesting. So, yeah, it's a very interesting project. And right now, the short film version is available to see, but uh, you're making in another uh, version for a feature film, right? Yep. It
5: was supposed to be released sooner, but... We've kind of held back because of COVID. Um, we really want to be able to run and punch that one out because as you know, since you're one of the producers on the project as well, um, it's, uh, we're getting ready to do part two. So that's three, three, three,
2: Illuminati Earth. So. Now on, on IMDb, it, on my, like if you go to my IMDb, you'll see um, Horrors of the PN- PNW 6, but the, the thing that we actually shot is 333 Illuminati.
5: Yeah, which is part of uh, Horrors of the PNW. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, oh, I should say what that is, right? Uh, yeah. So it's an, yeah. <laughs> it's an annual uh, horror anthology series that I created. Uh, And I created it with the goal and the hope of getting to premiere it every year with CryptoCon Seattle, like working in tandem with them as a sponsor. That was like a dream of mine. And then they contacted me and they were like, hey, you want to do something? And I was like, yeah, I want to do something. I already know what I want. And that's what happened. And so this was supposed to be year seven. Uh, 333 Illuminati was in year six. And... um. It, it was, it was just, it was so much fun. It's, I, I love running the anthology series and, uh, getting to have Deborah involved with that, you know, is just such a feather in my bonnet. Is that the saying? It's feather in your bonnet. I think, right. I think
2: that's the same. It saying. sounds good. Oh, a, feather, a feather in your, a feather in your cap. It's <laughs> cap.
5: Feather, oh, feather in, not, so what is bird
2: yeah. in your bonnet? No, Maybe. I have no I idea. They can give you whatever you
0: want. You know, it's fine. any type, well, any type of, you know, of headgear or
1: whatever. are
2: putting birds in your bonnet. <laughs> there is, there is a saying. There is a saying something with the bonnet in it. But Is I don't, it that, are, a,
1: your, is it that a, they might be giant song? Uh, Burning another bird in your bonnet. Bees? Is it bees? Is, I is it be the bees in your bonnet? Giant yeah, I don't if know. you had a bee in your oh, bonnet. a bee in your, your bonnet is bad thing. Yeah, that's.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, Mich- and, and Michelle, you where you it? where you are is so beautiful. You're out. You have a a big house out in the woods, right? Something like that. Oh, I, I live out in the woods. I'm yeah. a wood person, she- and um,
5: I believe they call us hermits. And we set up traps so nobody can come over, and we make best friends with raccoons. I'm a and big fan of raccoons. Raccoon gets run over, then we eat the raccoon, because circle of life. I am a forest you person. You do?
2: You eat the raccoons?
5: Yes.
3: Do you put them in your bonnet?
5: <laughs> and the bonnet. They live in the bonnet with the bees. <laughs> so,
2: well, you know, that's the right, along, along with the feather in your cap.
5: <laughs> that's right. That's right. What is my I
2: taste
5: like? I have no idea. I've never <laughs> actually. I was oh.
0: gonna have you, you know, taste oh, my raccoon like skull. Sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I now don't I don't. i
0: I'm a
1: very. I don't. Girl. I don't
2: want Michelle. You. You keep hanging out with us. Don't leave us. <laughs>
5: Am I hanging
2: out?
1: <laughs> That's an order.
2: You're yeah, gonna. You're gonna hang out with us. Yeah, I'm hanging out. All okay, right. good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Um. And so we have the three 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 Illuminati, uh, which was great to work on. And I was I was um, mentioning before I don't know if you saw it, uh, Michelle, but I was talking about you know there's there have been quite a few films that I've turned down in the last uh, uh, six months, and uh, mainly because I don't want to I don't like to repeat myself a lot. So like you know I did the found footage with you, and then we're going to have the feature film version of it so you know i i it's like i don't want to be the found feature actress of the year you know so i you know if i get another like found footage thing it's like well i did that great found footage with you i i don't need to repeat that because that was good you know unless somebody came along and said hey i got i got a million dollars you want to be in my found <laughs> footage film and i'd be like no, I could read the script and maybe think about it. A million dollars. I could take a million dollars. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So, what else? Uh, let's see. What else do, did I send you over? Oh, so we were talking about just briefly about. You know, I got the award on your uh, the suburb limb, severed limb, and that was a big, a big happy surprise. I was actually, you know, I was really thrilled with that. You know what thrilled me also? I get thrilled, you know, it's it's not always a big thing that has to do with me that I get thrilled about. Guess what happened today? I, I wanted, I decided, I don't usually eat breakfast. You know, I might have a little something, but I don't really eat breakfast. I was feeling kind of hungry. So I thought, you know, I had a hankering for an egg and I never eat eggs. Like, I saw this very, on Facebook. Yeah, go on. Is this the I, so, so I decided to make myself an egg. I crack open at the egg and out plops two yolks. I was like, wow. <laughs> That's never happened to me in my whole life. And I'm getting old and I got an egg with two yolks. I just thought that was the neatest thing. I'm like, yeah, I think it's wow. a good sign. It's like wow! I got, I got an award. I got a best best female performance award for Mother. I got uh, last year. I got a best uh, actress award for horror, best horror comedy actress thingy. And, and now, now two yokes. <laughs> two It two keeps yokes. getting
1: better. It keeps getting better. Yeah.
2: I can <laughs> die a happy woman. No, no, I can't die yet because no, the reason I no, I could, no not quite yet. Not until I get to be in a movie with Trista. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, so one time, and Neil and Michelle, we can all be in a movie together. So, but, uh, you know, once that happens. we be off the
1: checklist like,
2: <laughs> yeah. and then. And I could just, you know, then I could just like. You know. But
3: I don't want you to die, so I
2: guess we can't together, Deborah. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, well, okay, I'll tell you why i won't die until we work together five times
0: okay i'd right, so so say
2: before yeah movie, on our fifth movie together then it's okay then <laughs> i can just you know then i'll be done the By secret then I'll be to done.
1: immortality
2: <laughs> but i want to i want to talk about uh trista some more so trista so you were amazing in echoes of fear and not only are you an amazing actress and you were in an amazing and Purgatory Road. You were so adorable. Oh my god! So, um, but I'm looking at you in Echoes of Fear, and I'm like, I hate her. I just hate her because you you don't have to have any makeup on. You're gorgeous. You have perfect skin. You just have perfect features. I'm like that girl doesn't even have to put any makeup on. She's just I mean, look, she doesn't have any makeup on. I can't do that. This is why I had Deborah on the show, guys. <laughs>
3: Wondering, we can't
2: do that. Uh, and you're and you're like a little, you're like a little pixie elf girl. I mean, just so, just so adorable. You know, we were we were having fun hanging out that one time back. I don't know. I think it was last year after Dark Del- Dark Delicacies, and our and our friend Stephen Byro was talking about doing an alien movie. I'm like, yeah, Trista. She's like the perfect alien. Perfect. I'm. You know what, Trista. I'm going, to make a, I'm going to make a sci-fi movie and put you in it as the alien. How's that?
3: I would love that. And you just announced that to the world, so.
2: We can all be in it. It's a done bun now. We can all be in it. I'll make it happen. All right. We, I'll sweet. work on it. I don't know. I, I have no power, but I'll I'll <laughs> <laughs> well, Thank you. Thank you for your oh, assignment. Oh, but before we get off the subject of Trista, um. So I was watching another film of yours. Oh, and thank you for watching my films, guys. I, you know, I never, I never think anybody sees me in anything. And and then Michelle telling me that she saw me in Beverly Hills Vamp. I'm like, what? You saw me in that? But so Trista, guess what I was watching? I watched what's it called? Oh, I watched Human Zoo the other night. Oh, geez! Wow. It was, it was, well, well done. it was very well done for what it, for what it was. I mean, because basically there's, I mean, it was, it was really clever to be able to do a low budget film, like, like that type of film where everybody's confined in a little space and, and, you know, but it's, I mean, I could see where you could do that. The filmmaker who was it? who made this? John Seymour. Yeah, he did a really excellent job. You know, with using just basically hardly any locations. I mean, it was great. It was very clever, and I don't mean that as a negative. That there weren't a lot of locations. I mean it as a compliment. I mean it was very well done. And but you were my favorite. You were definitely my favorite.
3: Well, thank you. Thank you for watching, Deborah. I really appreciate you watching my work. It means a lot. And that was a, an experimental film. That was all improv as well, similar to what you were discussing with your work. Yeah. You there know,
2: was no... had... Oh, you know, I had a feeling I was telling my husband, I was talking about the film and I'm like, okay. Cause I could, I, you know, I could see how, how it was done. You shoot one person doing all their stuff and another person doing all their stuff. And you just kind of cut back and forth. And uh, except for the opening scene where it's the auditions and the, Next scene where the producer John uh, Robert Carradine comes in, who I have a big crush on because he's just yummy and um <laughs> I've oh, met my second
3: favorite in the film. Oh,
2: so, no, but... you were my favorite <laughs> Robert, you well, you' <laughs> Robert is my second favorite, but wow well, he's so you. cute he's so cute. And I've met him and he's adorable and he's so sweet. And um and he's very talented. He plays in a band. He plays guitar. He's it's like he's a rocker. He plays with Richard Goodbye. Let's see what's their thing. Well, he, he I don't know if he's a permanent fixture in the band, but he comes in and plays with them all the time. Anyway, he's 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 cool. But um but mainly I saw that you were in it and Robert was in it. So I'm like, well, I got to see this. Plus the title, Human Zoo, it had my, you know, I was very curious. But you you were my favorite. You, so- oh, thank you. Thank you for watching.
3: You know, it's so great uh, to meet. Uh, one reason why I love you is that you're so supportive of other artists and other actresses, and um, that's very special. So thank you. Deborah.
2: Thanks, and I gotta, I gotta see Neil's stuff. You did what's it called? Um, big. Um, Bic- 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 yes. And
1: then, and
2: then, and then, I know you've done some other things that we can't talk about.
1: You know, you know, one, uh, but uh, there's one we also did in, in February. Um, the Once in Future Smash. Uh, which I did with Michael, Michael and Sophia, Michael Epstein and Sophia Cassiola. Oh. Uh, that's a feature. I, I have a small it. part in it and a producer.
2: Well, they, Michael and Sophia, they're great. So they work with uh, Dustin Ferguson a lot. Yeah. And, and I don't know if everybody knows who Dustin is. Yeah. Do you know who you Dustin thought, is? Trifon? He was
1: on recently on the show.
2: Was he on? Yeah, he's so sweet, right? Yeah. So I worked with Dustin, uh, I don't know, it was a handful of years ago, on a thing called Tales of the Campfire 2. And it was an anthology, so it was different stories. I think it was like maybe four, maybe five stories in it. So my story, um, uh, I I really liked my segment. It was good. I was the mother of a little girl, and I'm trying to – I. Do this satanic ritual, and then I and oh, I don't want to give it away. All right, I'll give it away. Spoiler alert. Okay, so I bring back the little girl, and something's kind of amiss. And then you know, I'll, you can figure it out. You know, pet cemetery. So, but um, but yeah. So I worked with him, and then uh, last year, uh, I don't know. I think it was around March last year. I did a thing called it's a doc. You know, he does a lot of documentaries. So this one's called Direct Video, Concentrating. On actors and actresses, and filmmakers, and directors, and special effects artists, and writers, and all those guys who made the home, the VHS home video explosion happen, you know, and that's when I started my career in this video home home video thing, you know, be kind, rewind, that whole blockbuster thing. You know, so when I was first starting out, you know, I was working with Fred and Ray, and I did three films with him. I did Warlords and Beverly Hills Vamp and, oh, Mob Boss. So I worked with Eddie Deason twice uh, with him on those films. Uh, and then, and those were big video things. And The Invisible Maniac was uh, Adam Rifkin, and he's become quite famous with being uh, working with Burt Reynolds. And I think, I've, I did two films with Burt Reynolds, but he's won all these awards. So, you know, I started with him on The Invisible Maniac, only he was calling his, calling himself Riff Coogan at the time, but it's Adam Rifkin. And then films like uh, uh, Evil Spirits that I started in with Karen Black. That had a lot of iconic people. Michael Berryman was in that one. Uh, uh, a bunch. Of, anyway, um, yeah. So I did all these movies back then. But again, this is before social media. It's before cell phones. I mean, people had phones, but they were flip phones and beepers. People had beepers, and um, and people didn't people didn't have computers yet. Not in not in their homes yet. And uh, so I was doing all these films and I literally, literally didn't think that anybody was going to see any of these films. It wasn't until maybe, I don't know, a handful of years ago, I found out, and I never knew this, nobody told me, people should have been calling me, telling me these things. Nobody told me, nobody, I didn't know. So I found out that Films like Beverly Hills Vamp and some of these other films were actually playing in movie theaters. Movie theaters and drive-ins, but in the regular movies. I had no idea. I'm like, nobody's ever going to see this. So when people tell me, oh, I saw that. Oh, I'm a big fan of that. I'm shocked. I'm like, wow. That's
1: Yeah. And uh, when you brought up Dustin, I believe Michael and Sophia filmed that documentary.
2: That's why I brought it up, and then because yeah. I have ADD, so I went off on a totally <laughs> other tangent.
1: That's why I'm here to to, to bring it back.
2: Direct to video. People so are wondering. We, we did this thing called Direct to Video, and I got to you know talk about some of the stories, and uh, so that was a fun thing. But Michelle uh, Epsy, right, and Sophia, um, and they were working with Dustin on that, and Joe Williamson produced it. I'm I'm. A big fan of Joe Williamson. He, have you met Joe Williamson, you guys, anybody? I haven't, no. He is a sweetheart. He's really, really tall. He's so cute. He's so adorable, and he's the sweetest guy, and he's super smart, and he helps a lot of people, and he has uh, some really good clients. Uh Harley Wallen, this is client who's somebody I'm trying to work with because he's amazing and uh, a lot I've, I've
1: had are... him on the show, Harley, with uh, him and oh. Yann Birch because they, they work yes.
2: yeah. Well, I'm working on Harley. Harley, if you hear me? I'm waiting. TikTok. You know, I'm getting hmm. old here, so uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, we he plans on using me for something. I don't know. I'm. I think I'm good for something.
1: Lots of things. Right. Lots of things. <laughs>
2: so, so anyway, we did direct-to-video, and uh, it's out. I think it's out. It's uh, People can get it and watch it. So I got to do that with Dustin.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's uh, yeah. We just had him on recently because he did a movie, um, Angry Asian Murder Hornets, and we uh, played uh, it in the group. Another one of my favorite titles. So. Yeah. And apparently that's going to be on the Blu-ray features which I'm very excited about. My like, Q&A. I, nice. Yeah. I
2: there was a live stream. There was a live stream. Was yeah. it through you? Was the live stream through you or somebody? Yeah, we yeah, me?
1: yeah, it was yeah, it was on without your head, yeah. Oh,
2: okay. The 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 film, right? Yeah,
1: we played the film and then we did a live Q&A.
2: Okay. So I I, I was watching. it. I was pretty entertaining.
1: <laughs> yeah, cuz I guess the cuz it, it aired on TV too, but I guess it was cut up very very heavily. Oh really because you know, there was a lot of things they couldn't show on television but we've had a stream on, on 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 the
2: website Oh I saw the TV one I must have missed some stuff
1: Yeah I'm not exactly I think he said ex- uh, that but there was a lot of scenes that were cut very heavily to to be able
2: there to were, uh, television. Was there boobies is that why Um <laughs>
1: there might have been but uh I don't think there really were, were I don't think there was like a lot of uh nudity in the movie if there was. If it was
2: What it was, what would what, what got cut out? Do you know? Do you have any I remember idea? him
1: saying, but I honestly can't remember now. I know I should remember this, but uh
2: did I lose you, there you are. Um yeah, so anyway, let's see. Let's talk about there's no such thing as zombies.
1: All right, real quick though, uh Craig Lindbergh's on here who was the uh I was telling you he did the uh, the effects on uh Johnny Gruesome.
7: Johnny Gruesome.
1: A lot with uh, with
7: Gregory Lamberson.
2: Bring him on! Bring him on! I want to talk to him.
7: Hello, Craig. I'm, I'm here. I don't
2: think you see me. <laughs> Let's see. Let me get over um. here. Oh, I see you. I see you. Thank you. I see you
7: too. <laughs> yeah, I see you, Greg. Hey, a there's fun. no hiding from us.
2: I had to plug you in. You're plugged in now. We're all plugged in now.
1: Yeah. I had drinks with, with Craig in uh, in Buffalo before I stopped drinking.
2: Well, congratulations. Neil, I, I you are my inspiration. I no. I have to start working out more. I was doing really good there for a while, but I kind of slacked off. Uh, I had so many projects that I was – Working on. I was working on stuff during the quarantine. I was working on this story for an anthology book, and that took forever. And uh, but I admire you. I see you out there walking, and you're eating good, and you stopped drinking. You lost almost a hundred pounds, right? Over
1: hundred pounds, almost 160 Over pounds, 100, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How much? Uh, almost 160 pounds. I'm almost half the body weight I was. That's that's amazing, dude.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Well, I lost 25 pounds last year and uh because i was getting pretty chunky i was getting pretty chunky i was a chunky monkey and then uh and then hang on and then uh and then i uh but i i have to admit i have to lose 10 pounds again at least because all my stuff's coming up and i gained weight because i was so, eating too
0: yeah
1: it is expensive though uh for the clothes because i continually have to uh, buy new clothes all the stuff I, re- I bought last year after i lost like 100 pounds it's all way too big this year, but, but that's, wow. that's, a, that's, yes, that's a the problem. worst of it. Neil. I'm not that's, complaining. That's thing, I, right? It's fine. Yeah. I'm good with it. That's why I always wow. tell you know, new t-shirts because I always need new t-shirts. Plus, I like wow.
0: t-shirts but thank you. Oh, and it so is hard got...
1: though. It is real quick though. It is hard to, uh, uh cause oh, I do a lot that? of these shows and a lot of stuff with the show. So it is hard to find time. I always make sure, you know, I, I, uh, time-wise, time get in my walks and everything, because it is hard to do everything. Uh, yeah,
2: see, that's my problem. I get, I get busy with something, and then days gone by, and then I don't go, and I don't go for a walk.
7: Well, this was... You wanted to see yeah. that, right? Yeah. Now,
2: tell me... I'm sorry, oh uh, what's his name again?
7: Craig what's My name? Greg. Greg, Lindberg. Greg. Greg Lindberg. This is hi, the Greg Limburg. Hi, Greg. Hi, how are you? Actually, I met you at a Palooza. Some you know, ago. I
2: thought you looked awfully familiar.
7: Well, you probably saw me at a post office. Maybe poster somewhere, maybe. Something like this. But no, this was the piece, One of the this is in the Johnny Gruesome, where he reaches inside his chest and pulls out his bag of entrails. <laughs> and I think I, I still have the bag of entrails.
2: I don't know if you were watching us before, Greg, but I was raving about Johnny Gruesome.
7: Yes, I did. And I and I sent a shout out to Neil for saying thanks for the shout out for my name. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I love I love that movie, and I've Thank I've you. told i told Gregory many times that, how much I love it.
7: Thank you so much for that.
2: And I'm yeah. so sorry about Michael. I'm sure you were friends with Michael too.
7: Well, you know, through the filming, more than anything, because he I don't live. In the area, I live in the city, New York City, so I don't live up in the Buffalo area. But I've worked only with Greg in the Buffalo area just once on Johnny Gruesome. Otherwise, oh. I've known Greg since the '90s. Actually, I've known him for quite oh. some time. Yeah, wow. I, did, I did a couple of his little features when he was here in New York.
2: Well, I've I've Greg a few times about working with him, but I think I think he's um, you know. He, most of his crew, and of course, all of his crew, but his uh, main actors that he uses
7: is, are all East Coast people. But if you can put in a good word for me, oh and, well, <laughs> you, uh, well, you well <laughs> you. By the nature of this, pro, you know, this podcast, you said a lot of nice things about him and everyone. So yeah, why not give him a, give him a shout up? I'll, I'll tell I'll mention him. <laughs> oh, well, I was I was a producer on one of his uh, yeah of dry bones. Okay. So, I have money. There you go. <laughs> hey, man, that's great. No, that's wonderful. I mean, you, you know, one thing I wanted to say, if I don't, if you don't mind me saying, is, you know, that uh, you know, Neil's been doing these podcasts uh, for a very long time, and I think, it, and he's now doing, you know, the uh, you know the lot, you know, the video and the uh, the spare parts you know, uh, films and all of a sudden he's given a very good avenue for people just to make movies and have a good time making movies. It really has. And that's to you.
1: Thank you. I, I like to watch stuff. I like to talk to people. and But it is nice because uh, when I did the Severed Limbs, it really was just something uh, fun to do because I thought everyone was stuck inside and let's just get together and watch some stuff. Yeah, people are going a little stir-crazy. Yeah, it was a really I mean, I haven't fun. shaved
7: in the in- <laughs>
1: and uh after that though like i was honestly blown away like uh so many filmmakers you know messaged me and text me and contact me and like they were so happy that uh people got to see their stuff that might not have you seen it otherwise and and just people that were there watching like myself uh you know they enjoyed watching so it was really win-win for everybody
7: oh i think so i mean you know you know we were talking i think where i forgot who it was was talking that uh that horror films was considered um, like just above porn. You remember there was a time where it was seventies exploitation film and they were just above porn. Yeah. But when I, you know, and it's just like, but can you think of any movies that actually have such a following? Like, that's that true because I actually like off.
1: to watch like old Siskel and Eberts, and uh, if you watch them, like there'll be all these movies that were up for awards and stuff, and like i would like I'm like oh yeah, I remember that, or I don't even remember it at all, but uh, but I remember like all these horror movies, like even like kind of obscure horror movies that came out in the
7: seventies. Can anyone name the last ten best picture nominations? And even went to go see them.
2: Right. I I I got lucky last year. I was on the just you know they pick them arbitrarily i was uh, randomly picked to be uh these on the sag nominating committee so they sent oh, wow. me freaking everything i got like 30 40 films they just kept coming and coming and coming and we watched them all it was like every day two films a day wow. one or two films, at least one but sometimes two films a day for for weeks. I was just watching them all. I saw them all.
1: Mm. And so much all. like work.
2: <laughs> well, you know, uh, it's funny because some of them were just gorgeous to look at. Gorgeous. Sure. But I just wanted to put a bullet through my head. Cause I couldn't, you know, <laughs> it's just like watching paint dry. It's like, you know, watching it, looking at a beautiful painting, but you don't want to look at a beautiful painting for two hours. You, you know, it's like, Okay that was pretty but where's the entertainment you know and then uh uh just some of these films um i just loved and some of them i never would have watched them in a million years and they were brilliant well, like there was this one, there's this one called Tuscan smile what's it called Tuscan Tuscan smile with Brian Cox i love oh, Brian
0: Cox
4: he's always uh,
2: i love me some Cox. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I
2: heard that. But... <laughs> Brian Cox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he's great. And I him. love him in Troy. I love him in everything he does. But yeah. there's that movie, he w- it was so brilliant. I never would have seen it in a million years. And like um Paddington. Paddington with Ray Romano and uh, this other actor I can't think of his name right now, but I know who it is, but I just can't think of it. But it was it was so it was such a heartfelt dramedy, and it was it's under the comedy thing. But I was bawling my eyes out, and I never would have seen it in a million years. So just like um you know just like being able to see films you never would have seen, it was nice to see all these things that you showed on your film yeah, festival. I mean, that, thing.
1: That's why I like festivals in general, is because you know, a lot yeah. of the stuff I might uh for lots of reasons because some of the stuff the festivals might not ever play anywhere else or yeah. it might be really obscure or it might be a short or for some reason you know you might not ever see it so uh yeah. then you're at the i try to watch everything when i'm at the festivals all the movies and uh actually um when you could go to the theater i was i would go every week because i had the regal uh club not the regal the um like the stub club yeah, and so uh-huh. I would go see three movies. I'd go up, and uh-huh. spend the day in Boston, oh, you and, got and that I'd that watch, yeah, I'd watch three movies. And a lot of times, like I'd run out of movies I wanted to see, so I would just see something that I had not <clears> seen. <throat> and like it's, it, it w- would sometimes it would be something I wouldn't like, and I'd actually leave. But a lot of times it would be stuff like you're saying that I wouldn't normally have gone to see, especially in the theater. And uh, a lot of times you'd be surprised. I'm like, wow, this is a great movie. And and I I actually watch all movies. I don't just watch horror movies. But uh, I'm just a, I like movies right. in general.
2: Yeah 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 I mean, um, yeah i like that's why I like watching my friends' movies like you know Trista I'll always watch your movies i you know i'll I'll be checking out some more of your movies and uh michelle you know michelle's uh has big plans for some big projects coming up uh so she's very talented filmmaker um you know Michelle, I f- really feel like you're just on the cusp. you're just on the verge of really stepping it up because I know you have you have so much talent and you have so much vision and I'm just excited to see what you're going to do next I know I'm going to be a part of some of the things you'll be doing but I'm excited for that and you you know you're you're young you're young you've got you've got many many good filmmaking years ahead of you and uh you know, I, I like to watch my friends' things, you know, when I see on Facebook people post stuff, and I'll watch them. I watch a lot of the stuff. I don't have time to watch everything, but I, I do take the time to watch a lot of the stuff because these are people I want I want to see who's out there. I want to see who yeah. are the talented people out there, who are the talented actors, who do I want to work with, who are the talented filmmakers I want to work with, and you're not going to know if you don't see their work. You know, I like to I, look I, at – to actually see what they're doing. I wanna I wanna know.
1: Well I, I don't know interrupt but I know Troy has to leave. I know he texted me here a minute ago. So, i you're going to leave folks.
0: Well good thank you. you
1: Troy. Hey everybody thanks for a great bye. show it was a ton of fun.
0: Yes. See y'all next week. Bye
1: bye and I'll see you tomorrow. Right. Yeah, nice. To be, I'll see you tomorrow. All right. All right Bye-bye, <laughs> bye bye
0: everybody. Yeah.
2: But I did I before people start getting tired of looking at my boobs. I did, um... <laughs> so
3: it's supposed to be funny. No one's tired of looking at your boobs.
1: <laughs> I'm glad she said it. I mean, I don't want to talk something. or something. I'm right, right.
4: trying to make these jokes, but nobody's laughing.
1: I think I oh, no. we all laughed. I don't know. We're all laughing. Yeah.
7: Okay. No, laughing at your boobs, so don't, don't, don't. So, um,
2: I wanted to, I wanted to, I have to give a shout out to uh you know, he can't he couldn't come in because uh he's in Vienna, so he's asleep right now. But um my dear friend Michael Hopenfiller and I stayed with him actually in Vienna for about four months and I was going back and forth between Vienna and London for those four months and I've I've been to London like
0: a bunch of times, like we, four or five times.
1: Yeah, to, we were actually Vietnam. in London at the same time and we didn't uh we didn't meet. When were you? It was, uh, I was at Fright Fest. We were actually even in the same city. It was right outside London. What? Yep.
0: You didn't say, hey, let's get together. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, I don't know. But I remember we were at the same exact time, and I forget the name of the city, but it was right outside London. Well, it said outside London. there said it was 15 minutes from the heart of London, but it was like an hour and a half from the heart of London, but...
2: I did I did go um spend a day in Brighton.
1: It wasn't I forgot, it wasn't Brighton but I can't remember I think it was 2018 maybe 2017.
2: Okay, well it was one of the times I was there but um so I I have this dear friend. You guys do you know him Michael Haberfelner? He does this thing called Search My Trash.
1: Oh, I know that. Oh
2: yeah. Hey, oh, you were interviewed for him, with him, right? Yeah, yeah, I think I was, yes. I I told him to watch Echo of... Uh, oh, thank you. Echo of Fears. It's Echo of Fears, right? Echoes <laughs> of Fear, yeah. Echo of Fear. So I told him to watch it. He actually, it's in his t- to watch list. So I said, you got to watch Echoes of oh, Fear. Oh, thank you. So you so can do a review. But he's also... Thank uh, you so much. Of course. He's also a uh writer and we are in the same writing group and I I I always, you know, I always talk about the films but I'm actually a writer too and uh um he, Michael got me into this book this group called D- uh WPAD stands for Writers Poets and Deviants and uh my stories and my stories have been published in five of their books and uh there's um, a new book that just came out. It's on Kindle right now, but in a couple weeks, it'll be available uh, on paperback called uh, – this one is um, uh, Going Extinct 2. They had a Going Extinct 1. Uh, I wasn't in that one. This is Going Extinct 2. But I think this will be my sixth book that I'm published oh, in. Wow. Oh, Wow. Yeah. So, uh, this one, the, uh, the main just the theme of the book is post apocalyptic, which is like perfect. Right. Yeah. So my friend, Michael and I, we've actually written scripts together and we've collaborated together. And so he's a producer too. He's a writer and producer. And so he did a short film called talk of the dead with Lynn Lowry a few years back and he, they won a lot of awards. Well, the, um, talk of the dead was actually just the short version of there's no such thing as zombies. So after they did that film, then they uh, went on to make the feature film called there's no such thing as zombies, which I won for last year. And so both me and Lynn, cause we're both starring uh, star in this film. We both won awards and they won a ton of awards, like for best picture and best writer and all sorts of stuff, best international film. And, um, so I, I won an award for that last year and so I have a clip of that.
1: All right. You will go you want to to show it? Here. Yeah, let's let's do that. Me add it right now. I wasn't I wasn't ready for the clip right now. So He
2: didn't oh, know where right. you were going with that. We'll we'll keep talking while he gets that ready. So um, but yeah, so that was a pleasure to work on. And they do they they're in post production. Uh, they're getting everything ready. They're working on the, uh, last bit of, uh, the details of the sound. They want to get it like top notch. Everything's super a number one.
0: All right. All right y'all go to without your I'll come over there and put my boot up in your ass.
1: Yeah, I think even when we, uh, when we're back live here, but yeah, even when we started the show tonight, I was like, Oh, this is a fake skull. And I, as soon as I was in mid sentence, I was like, why would I tell anyone that?
2: Wait a second! Obviously, it's
1: not a real skull. On
2: <laughs> no, what's what? Oh, that's not okay. For a second, I thought that was Norman Bates behind. It is. Her. Oh, oh, it, is. Is. Yeah,
1: it's
4: oh, it already, is. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Wow.
4: It's you a, know, I
2: didn't. I didn't notice that before. Oh my god!
1: It's a painting. Uh, my friend Annabelle painted for me for uh, my birthday a few years
2: wow, ago. Wow that's really that's
0: good
2: movies. here i'm grabbing something I so i can show you uh, grabbing something so i can show you that's gorgeous i love that yeah i'm a big psycho fan too and i just i i'm really just so grateful that um chris cast me and mother and um I, apparently he had, you know, I was the only one he had in mind for that role. He didn't have anyone else in mind for it. Um, so I got really lucky with that one and between, you know, and sometimes I feel like a lot of times I, and I don't know if it's just me, I'm sure it's other people, a lot of performers and actors and, you know, other performers that, you know, I don't feel like I've really accomplished a lot. Um, you know, I don't feel like I'm that successful. You know, I'm certainly not very famous. You know, I, you know, some people think I am, but I don't think I am. But, um, but then when you start talking about it, it's like, oh, wow. You know, and especially when people tell me that they've actually seen something like Michelle saw Beverly Hills Camp. You've seen a few things of me, Trista. So I'm like, wow, okay, I guess, I guess people are watching stuff I'm in. That's cool. Well, you're oh, yeah. very humble,
3: Deborah.
5: She is extremely <laughs> humble. Every chance there is to be uh, an associate producer, producer on a project, she's in. I jump on it because you always know it's going to be beautiful with her in it.
2: That's right, Michelle. Michelle jumped on board for Mother. You were on board for Mother, right?
5: Yeah, and another one I can't remember the name of it. Men in that's black? Men in black? Yeah. And then there's another one. Frenzy? <laughs> Frenzy
2: 3? Uh the werewolf one, I think. Oh, oh, I forgot to talk about the werewolf one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I'm doing this film called uh Billy No, that's not what it's called. It's called Oh, it's just called Black Wolf. Okay. okay black black Wolf. Wolf. Yes, thank you. Yeah, the character's called Billy Blackwolf, and I was trying to remember, the actual title is just Blackwolf. It's about, it's my friend, uh, William Lee, and he's, um, you know, we were actually supposed to work together uh, years ago, and it just didn't work because there was, the budget wasn't there for me to fly out to where he was, and you know, so it just didn't happen. And then, um but this thing came along and we got, we got back We we hadn't talked for a while. And then we just started talking again. And then he brought me on board of this, this next film that he's working on. In fact, we should be shooting it. I don't know. I think he's going to start filming sometime in August, but I'll probably work with him like in September. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a true life story. It's his own ex- experiences of being bullied and he's, He's a very muscular, oh, my God, he works out two hours a day, three hours a day. I don't know. He works out every day. And he's all muscle. He's a big, handsome black man. And he was moved from one place, I forget where it was, and he moved to Ohio. And the school he went to, and he was a kid, I guess junior high or something, I get, I get the impression he was like, you know, not even, maybe a t- teenager, high school or something. So these, um, and so the script is based on his true life story. So he was always picked on and bullied by the other black kids because they were calling him names and they were beating him up and they were telling him, you're not black, you're not black, you don't talk like us. And because he, you know, he's a very well-spoken man and I I assume he was a well-spoken kid. And, you know, because he he didn't have that like uh that street urban way of talking so you know he wasn't considered one of them so he got bullied terrible and then he had lupus and he had some other things like he had something else but he's overcome all these things and he's been a filmmaker for decades so um so this script is extra extra personal plus it's very I think it's very um, timely and um, so it's an action it's a how do you call it an action martial arts movie is that how you call it and um, but it's very it's got a a really good message and but there's a lot of violence and guns so it's fun and uh, there's some really really classically funny lines that I know that when the movie gets made and people watch it, it's going to be highly, highly entertaining, uh, lots of fight scenes. And, um, so I get to be one of the characters in that. And, you know, I'm a total bitch and I was mean to him. So then, uh, so we get in a good fight scene. So that'll be fun. So I'm glad you brought it up, Michelle. Yeah. And so Michelle, I kind of, I totally forgot all about that, Michelle. Thank you so much for all your support, you know, giving us some money and, That's really, really, really super generous of you. Thank you.
5: That's the fun part of being a producer. Um, Yeah, what actually attracted me to the story was just uh, every single uh, person's experience is quite different. And so what drew me to it was um, this unique POV. And that's usually when when it's a self-told story, it's, it's all about, like, how different is this one from another person's story? And I, I really what really drew me to his story was the uh, concept of growing up black in America. And so that's that really attracted me to it. And then that you are starring in it. And you know what I mean? So it was like a double whammy. I was super into it. And I'm so glad to see you uh, are going to be involved with it. Um. So, but also, I love you, and my phone's about to die. Okay. So, I gotta go. I love you so much. I, I mean, love you. I love to you. Nice, nice to meet you.
0: Nice. Thanks for coming on. Thanks Thank you so, so, so much. much. Okay. Thank Bye. you. Bye. You are so beautiful. All of you. Thank you. Thank you. Love Thank you. you.
2: Thank you. And, uh, Mich-
1: Michelle will be on again sometime to talk about her uh, other film that's coming out. So.
2: So, so, um, uh, so here's the books that I've written. I mean, that I, my oh, stories are in, it's like Creepies oh, wow. two. Cool. The, these are all available on Amazon. Let's see. That's creepiest two. Oh, here's Creepy's three. That looks and,
0: awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah.
2: And, uh, and then, oh, this one's, I love the cover on this one. Oh, and the artist is Jason Kemp. He's, uh, he's a he's great artist. He designs all these covers, and here's another one. Oh wow! Oh,
0: beautiful!
2: Isn't That's that cool? Really cool? That's so cool. I love that. That yes, is so really cool. cool. And uh, here's another one. Weirder Tales. Wow, these are beautiful. They are. And oh, and here's another one. It's Tinsel Tales. So these no, are, you do are you know everything, here. Deborah. I know. Yeah, and, okay. and uh, <laughs> oh, I'm an onion grower.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I opened That's up this bag. I, I have to remember up,
1: that for next time you're <laughs> on.
2: I opened up this bag that I had these onions in, uh-huh. so
1: there's
2: an onion left. So I opened it up. Are
1: you sure you're just not an onion opener? <laughs> <laughs>
2: i'm exaggerating so i so i opened it up oh wait i think i found some good lighting oh there's some good lighting right there i just, I just oh there i look so much better now you're a lighting finder i am i am a lighting <laughs> finder. so anyway i so saw i i i pulled out this onion and it had grown it had sprouted some some green stuff so i and then there was some roots at the bottom and i figured oh Okay, well, let's see what will happen if... I need some plants. I need some plants around here. I'll just stick it in a cup with water and see what happens. And look. Oh, Oh. awesome. (laughs) And there's, I think, I don't know if that's a little tiny onion. Wow. (laughs) That's
1: pretty wild, I think.
2: I have so much to be proud of. I I
7: (laughs) have so much... I
2: I think it's even cooler
1: that you're growing it in like a coffee cup.
7: (laughs) Yeah. Better be (laughs) careful if you're too sleepy in the morning and you grab that cup accidentally.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So now if I could, now if I could just be more like Neil and lose some weight, I'll be doing good. I got I got to prepare. I got movies coming up. You look beautiful, Deborah. You always look beautiful. Always. Thanks. I'm hiding. I'm hiding my fat spots from you. You can't see them. I'm distracting you with my cleavage.
0: <laughs> it's really if dramatic. I
2: distract, I figure. I figure. Well, you know, my. You know, I have thunder thighs, but you know, nobody's going to look. I'll just distract them. <laughs> <laughs> Are you distracted yet?
3: I think we're all distracted. I, I <laughs> forgot
1: what my name is. What's I'm my still name? thinking How about
2: the there? onion. <laughs> <laughs> Neil's thinking about the onion. Did we play? There's no such thing as zombies?
1: Yeah, yeah, we just played that. So
2: yeah, so I did that. That Mm -hmm. looks like a fun movie. Oh Oh, yeah, we didn't talk
1: about it afterwards. We played it and then we talked about everything else. But yeah, it's totally fine. It's right in line with the rest of the show.
2: (laughs) So yeah, so oh, so Michael there Anyway, so I've had a lot of friends that that I hook them up together with Michael Haverformer because you know he has this great webs website called search my trash and he's been around for years he's he's interviewed thousands of people and uh reviewed thousands of films so i stayed with him in vienna and it was great and we're bffs so he i love him dearly i love his family it was so much fun and um his his uh main the main room of his flat is wall-to-wall dvds and vhs tapes just up and down the walls all all four walls and then he has these like separate shelves and full of dvds oh my gosh wow amazing so he sees everything but um but he's he's my dear friend he helps me he helped me put together the clips that you showed that that you showed when we first came on and uh yeah, so so we did. There's no such thing as zombies. Just getting stuff off the screen, and uh, and there hopefully will be a sequel. So hopefully, they'll have that one sold coming up because it's the American film market, right? Oh no, cans, cans. They're gonna try to sell it at cans, but not not cans going over to France. It's virtual cans.
1: Mm-hmm. That's yeah. So well, that's how a lot of them are. Uh, yeah,
2: so everything's just virtual now. So. So anyway, but let's see. Did we, let's see. We talked about, we talked about,
0: oh,
2: here. the Severed Whims hmm. Award, which I very proudly won for Mother, which I'm, I'm so proud well of. well-deserved. <laughs> Thank you. And we, we talked about, there's no such thing as zombies. We talked about, oh, and then we showed the Debbie Rashawn thing, because I love Debbie. I hope to work with her. I'm so jealous, Trista, you get to work with her.
3: Oh, thank you. Well, I'll be missing
2: you. Oh, I did work with her. Well, thank you. Yeah, I did. did. (laughs) I did. I worked with her on Disciples, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. I want to work with her now. Somebody put me in a movie with David (laughs) or I
3: would love that.
2: (laughs) And then uh, there's so many people I, you know, I want to work with, and I tell them, you know, not a whole lot, but once in a while – once in a while I'll tell somebody, you know, I really, really want to work with you. And, you know, you just throw it out there hoping someday it'll happen, you know. Uh
1: Let's see. P- Peter is here. Peter. Hello. Oh
2: my god, is he on Zoom? Yep. Bring him on. <laughs> bring him on. He's here.
1: Yep. Hey. He,
2: are you are you inviting are you inviting people in now?
1: Yeah, I posted on uh, Facebook, so anyone who wants to zoom in. Be-
2: How are you,
6: Debra? How are you, Debra?
2: Bring your – fix your camera so we can see you better, because we need – there, that's better. There.
6: Because all we saw
2: was – it looked like one of those – it looked like a little kid driving a car, you know. Early <laughs> early, early, early,
6: early, early. Hey, I like that. I, I like that. I'm, I'm I'm really an old man, but thank you. <laughs>
2: You know, you just see the top of their hair and then, you know, you don't see anything and you wonder how they can even see where they're going.
6: Can I say something about Deborah? Of course. Deborah Lamb. He's going to embarrass me. Yes, and you deserve it. Um, she's wonderful because she's a wonderful human being. Um, uh, she took time off from a... A project or two and came down to one one of my birthday gatherings and when I saw her walk in I cried I couldn't oh. believe that she showed up and she's one of the nicest ladies I've ever met she's extremely beautiful very prolific very talented and when this whole situation is over we are gonna work together I, that hope, is
2: so. I hope so Peter and I want to
6: thank you for Mother. I want to thank you for Mother because I'm a big Hitchcock fan. I always wanted to know what happened. To Norm after I gave him that blanket at the end of the movie.
2: Thank you. I was. I I'm so happy I got to be in that. Peter, were you were you on the watch party? Were you watching us?
1: Were you yeah. watching the show earlier?
2: Oh, we lost Peter. I think. Oh. I think he oh, muted no. himself. Oh, unmute yourself. Oh, maybe he has to go to the bathroom.
6: Can you hear me now?
2: Yeah, oh, no, we can hear you now. Where's the camera?
6: Oh, there you go. I guess I'm doing it by boat. you on me. Except Deborah. She always looks great.
2: Peter, you're you're. do you have a bad internet connection?
6: Probably. I'm not very nope, I'm not a very nor. good techie. Okay, Can
2: you see I me now? Yeah. Well yeah, just you you look like a q tip. Bring your body in. Okay, there you go. <laughs> wow. there, that's much Thank better. You. That's much better. Okay. When a, when a so,
6: girl says that to a man <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well, all I could see was his little head, you know, and that was it. <laughs> I got
6: you. I got you.
2: Peter, Peter is another. Okay, so Peter, I don't know if you know about Neil. Neil lost 160 pounds uh, over the last ah. couple of years. How long did it take you, Neil?
1: It's been uh, 18 months.
2: Oh. Okay, so so Peter, not only is he a, he has like a life. Uh, what do you call it? Near death experience, and he had cancer. He beat ah. cancer, and and also Peter lost how much? How much weight? A couple hundred pounds. Oh,
6: well, first of all, I was dead for two minutes, and I got a book oh, about what I said the other side. I was five hundred pounds for about wow. fifteen mouth down to two hundred. Wow! Well, that's
2: amazing. You,
6: Congratulations,
2: Peter. Peter, did you just say you lost five hundred pounds, or did you say you were five hundred pounds?
6: I was five hundred pounds and lost three hundred.
3: Wow!
6: That's amazing. Yeah. And and, and I tell you, it's nice. It's nice to see my feet again.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've known Peter for a long time, and, and uh, we actually.
0: Who's that? Same... Who's that? What? Who's that?
6: Who's what? I, I can't place your voice. Who are you? He's just playing around. Ah!
0: Uh, that just
1: went no.
6: Your voice to... is coming.
1: You're, you're, Your you're, voice uh, is coming. Yeah, Your it's coming in. A, it's a little low again. Uh, but last time it did it, it fixed itself in, a, in about a minute or so. You know, that, that
2: keeps happening. Is it, is it happening right now?
1: Yeah. Should
2: I go in and go
1: out? If you want. The last time it, 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 it did a little while ago, too, but it fixed itself. Uh, it didn't take too long. But if you'd okay. like to, try. Tell, tell
0: me oh. when it goes back.
1: All right. It did for one second there, but now you're back to uh, low again.
0: Tell me when it fixes itself. <laughs> so, so, so Peter and I actually went to the same acting school called the Van Meyer Academy of Motion Picture
2: and Television Acting way back in the 80s. But uh, we went, I think we kind of just, just missed each other, but he taught there. And Peter's a very talented person, and Peter's a very talented singer, and he's, he's off to do great, great things.
1: Is my voice still
3: sounding funny? Yeah. Well, we understood what you. Yeah, said. We, I can.
1: Yeah, it, it, I can make it out oh, fine. But it's just a, it's just lower than it was, on a little tinny. But it's, it's, uh, it's not like distorted really or anything. Should I go out and go in, or should uh, I
2: just sounds, no, no. now? Now so you're sounding good.
1: perfect.
6: Yeah.
2: Am I okay now?
6: Yeah, yeah. very, very loud and very.
2: Yay. <laughs> Okay, so Peter. Peter's there you on-
6: are, beautiful.
2: Oh, <laughs> thank you. Oh. always so sweet. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Peter's Peter's a very talented person, and he's he's really he is going places. He is going places. Congratulations, um, Peter.
6: And congratulations, congratulations, to you, um, yeah, it's amazing. Thank you, Trista. Thank you, and uh, Neil. Thank you very much for providing this fun. Hey, uh, you're very welcome. Same thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, talk you, know, to you.
7: you know, I find it interesting that these sort of grassroots, if you want to call it grassroots, sort of get-togethers or people doing these little things like this, I think just brings the community together because, you know, it's kind of like how it all is. I mean, you were talking, Deborah, about about that you're happy that people see your shows and you see your movies and, and everything like this and you're... you're and, One person that really comes to my mind that I always think of is Ray Harryhausen. And, you know, he was, for those who are familiar with Ray Harryhausen, that he was sort of pushed aside by Hollywood because stop motion became sort of passe. And and the only people that sort of kept this going, and this is actually for everyone, is the fans.
2: Right. And remember, this is
7: Ray Housing and fans, of, you know, like Neil Jones and Deborah and everyone here are fans of this genre. And you're keeping it uh, alive, and you're moving it along within your own capabilities. You know, you're you know, you don't have a lot. You don't have big screens. You don't have everything like this. So you're using what you have to keep this love. Uh, Fair that you have of the genre and everything else. You're, you're making it happen, even in small amounts, even smaller than Hollywood films, but you're doing it.
6: Everyone's. Well, you know, if, if I may say this, um, if you study film history, you'll notice that almost all innovations came out of restrictions. Um, going all the way back to Eisenstein, who was an editor. During the war, he didn't have much materials to work with, so he'd use the same thing over and over again. And when you're restricted, you become artistic. You surpass limitations. You know, it makes you a survivor. So even though we can't get together too often physically, we can still get together emotionally and, um, you know, mentally during things like, you know, through, through things like Zoom and all that. So we appreciate what we can do.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm so glad you could join us, Peter. And I was gonna say something about Harry. Um, uh, I, I can never say it. Say it, say it Harryhausen. Harry, Harryhausen.
7: Harryhausen.
2: Harry Housen. So you know Bill O'Herst, right? Obers, Bill, yeah. Bill Jr. You know he does. He's doing that Ray. I don't know what's the show called. It's he's called. He's doing
1: um, Ray Bradbury. Yeah. Oh, Ray Bradbury. I love Ray oh, Bradbury. That's a he's a
2: different person.
1: Yeah, oh. but he's doing a one man show as Ray Bradbury.
2: Yeah. Ray I you know, I got confused. But no right. But it's um They're both very the same, cool rays. Yeah. It's the it's the same like era, you know, that era that it they were true. both during the same time doing their mm-hmm. thing and uh, it's kind of like the same type of personality that um, he's doing the show. So, it's really cool that Bill is keeping the memory of Ray Bradbury. Is it Bradbury? It's Bradbury.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yep. Uh, keeping, keeping the memory alive that, that way, you know, like, you know, I don't, I really don't want to get into any kind of politics or the negative stuff happening right now. But one thing right. that, that I, that I, I really saddens me is the destruction of historical things. And, and, you know, I know things change and, you know, this used to happen in Egypt all the time. They would just wipe out, so a whole uh, memory of a, a particular leader, or, you know, Pharaoh or whatever they didn't like, and they just destroyed everything. And it happens, you know, but I just, I just find the destruction of history because I love history. I love films. I love the history of films. And, you know, I just right. love um, that, you know, it's a shame that they're saying that some films they, they're not going to play uh, like gone with the wind i mean come on these
6: are beautiful yeah. I, I think they're going a li- i think they're going a little bit too far you can't make people accountable for something they did or something that was done eons ago we uh, art art reflects the the the, the times and right. you know th- those things were made that's why they're called classics because they were made to fit the times and they still they still work well today i remember studying that uh, the birth of a nation by D.W. Griffith, he, he actually did not understand that he was being racist because he was brought up that way. Once he realized it, and when, once he became enlightened, that's when he did intolerance, which was a, damn. he was damning prejudice around the world. He was saying it was the wrong thing. So that was his apology to the industry.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, but you know, like uh, any films, you know, I mean, of course, Gone with the Wind is is one thing, but I mean, oh gosh, here I'm having a brain fart again. But the woman, <laughs> what what's her name? Peter, you probably know. Scarlett. You know Scarlett oh, No, no, the black woman. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I
6: oh, I forgot. And She was like the first person to get some sort of an award at the at the at, at the Oscars. I, I forget her yeah. name.
2: She, I know, yeah. I, it slips my brain because I don't have a, any computer in front of me, but um, I, know her na- I know her name, but I can't think of it. Um, yeah. She was Gone yeah, I mean, with the Wind,
7: right? She was yeah. in Gone yes, with the Wind. She, right. yeah,
2: she, she, was, she was the maid. Right, right. But she, uh, you know, she won the Oscar, so it's terrible to say, oh, we can't, you know, we're not going to watch Gone with the Wind or you can't play Gone with the Wind. I mean, Gone with the Wind uh, was historical. And you know whatever you know political thing you want to to make it, I got it. it. You know, it's it's uh,
7: McDaniel. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, McDaniel.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So you know, I mean, she's a celebrated person, and you know, the woman, Aunt Jemima, the woman behind Aunt Jemima, she died a millionaire. She she was. Uh, Um, no, she was born into slavery, but she was freed and she became a very successful cook. And, you know, so, but I don't want to get into all that, but, um, but I just love move films and like these, something got in my eye, So I'm not crying people. I just, I just got something in my eye. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, like the thin man, I love the thin man films and it's all drinking and smoking. And all these Humphrey right. Bogart films and the Lauren Bacall films, all it is is everybody's walking around drinking and smoking 24-7. It's so funny. But, you know, I mean, people don't do that anymore. You know, I mean, just the way the way life is and the way – That's funny.
6: That's funny you say that, Deborah, because when I teach acting, I, I, I give my students a film uh, list. And they freak out because, well, he was in trouble. Why didn't he get on his cell phone? Uh, they didn't have him back then. Uh, why is he smoking? Well, cigarettes were okay back then. <laughs> Society just changes so much. They, you know they did
1: I mean? on Netflix. They did make it uh, and, um, TV 14 uh, if you have smoking in it.
7: You know, you know what it reminded me of? all oh, the old Bugs Bunny cartoons. There was the one where he goes into the dream of Elmer Fudd and he downs a whole bottle of sleeping pills. A whole bottle to go into a <laughs> dream. And I'm like, yeah. that never made me want to drop down a whole bottle of sleeping pills because Bugs Bunny, a cartoon, did it?
6: You know what but I mean? These, it's,
7: yeah, these political, older,
6: pro- political correctness is getting crazy.
2: Yeah, these, um, these older films, and, you know, it goes for books, too. You know, there's been plenty of uh times, you know, plenty of big i i don't know exactly when but i know there's been plenty of times where there was these huge book burnings where you know they were burning all the books and because those are evil and and uh you know they were betraying something but um but these films that are classic films over the ages you know they're not they of course if a film like that was made today well they wouldn't be made today but if a, if a certain type of story was made today, it wouldn't be made like it was made in the 30s or 20s or, or back when film first began, it, it would be different, of course. So these are time capsules. You know you may not, you may not agree. you may not like what it portrays, but that's a time cap, a time capsule of how society was. So it's, it's just a look back into history. And you know I love I love looking at historical footage from, you know, in old yeah, films, yes. and you see how the streets were, and the way, and the way I people talked. And sure, you know, there's, you know, there's always, there's always oppression somewhere. You know, there's always, somebody's always being oppressed. You know, it's, I would love to think that there'd be uh, some some scenario where we could all live in a harmonious world. I don't know if that's possible or not maybe it could be possible i don't know but um
6: you know and, and deborah just- De- deborah But Deb, don't you agree that don't you agree that in order for society to progress they should also know where they came from i mean look well, how yeah. far we've come a lot of people don't have that a lot of people don't have that perspective because if they, if they lose history wow yeah. look how much we've really, been you know yeah
2: yeah well and, anyway uh, but that whole thing i don't want to get all serious i want to keep this fun.
7: So, Deborah, I saw that you were in uh, RoboCop.
2: Yeah, that's one of the films, unfortunately, I got cut out of, but, but, you can catch me in the deleted scene if you get the uh, Blu-ray, because I know because my friend Chris Notorale, I know I'm saying your name wrong, Chris, um, uh, I was over there. He should and, just change.
1: Uh, he should just change how it's pronounced to how you pronounce it. That would be I easier. Have,
2: well, I know. I I gotta ask him how to say it again. I'm embarrassed because I keep forgetting. He's uh, gonna think I'm, I'm just an
1: idiot. he's listening, great, yeah.
2: He's gonna be like, you know, Debra was a nice girl, but
6: <laughs> 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 it's okay, Debra. Geniuses have brain farts. <laughs>
2: So anyway, I was over there and we got on the subject of, uh, oh, we were shooting the poster for Men in Black West Coast. And this was uh, at the beginning of March before all this came down. And um, uh, so we were talking about Robocop and I was saying, yeah, I, I got cut out, and you know, but somebody did show me somewhere online that the deleted scene is somewhere. So he had a Blu-ray of it and it was on there. It was on the deleted scenes. And I, I'll tell the story real quick. I've told this story so many times. So, you know, Paul, Paul Verhoeven uh, was really, really, really big at the time. So I got to work. And it was the same time around as when I worked on planes, trains, and automobiles. So I got to work on uh, Robocop, um, those commercials where the guy says, hey, I'd buy that for a dollar, hey, hey.
6: Mm. And
2: I uh, got the, you know, the naked girls. So uh, I was in one of the commercials now in the in the final cut of the film, they keep using the same commercial over and over, but they had shot uh other commercials of this with the same guy, so I'm in one of them, and I'm juggling is pizza girls pounding the pizza dough pie thing we're pounding away now we we're wearing little aprons, but we're topless, so those were during my my top my early topless days and uh so um, so during, they were changing the lighting or something. So, uh, you know, and the funny guy with a mustache is like, Hey, babe, buy that for a dollar. And, uh, so then during one of the breaks, we're still standing there cause they're going to shoot some more, but they're changing something around. So I just grabbed, I was juggling at the time. That's during my improv juggling days. <laughs> so <laughs> fire eating, juggling, I did it all. And, uh, so I, I, I,
1: what? Onion growing fire.
2: Well, onion growing is a new skill. I just right. acquired onion growing just like a couple of days ago. Right. So I just added that to my repertoire. Um, but uh so I grabbed some pizza dough and I made him little balls and I was juggling these pizza dough balls. And uh so he he looks just to pass the time, because I'm just standing there, you know. So he looks over and he's like, Oh, I like it, do that. So uh, so you know, then in the commercial, I'm juggling these pizza dough balls, <laughs> juggling balls. And, uh, <laughs> but but my my pizza dough ball juggling scene didn't make it. No. Oh. But I it's in see. the outtakes. You can see it.
7: Yeah, and, and here you are juggling doughy balls and Juggling balls. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Where'd Peter go?
1: I think, uh, I think he's uh, coming back in here.
2: Oh, he's, he's coming back. Okay. So yeah. anyway, so, so this morning I got, I got distracted cause this morning, so, you know, um, you know, you guys aren't LA people, but we have a very dear, uh, red carpet photographer. His name's, uh, Bob Del Guiato and he goes by uncle Bob. So I've known, I've known Bob for years and we, that, we did a photo shoot uh, a couple years ago. It was a really good photo shoot we did, but he's always on the red carpet, so I'm seeing him all the time. I love Bob to death, and um, so you know Ron Jeremy's been in the news, right?
6: Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Oh, welcome back, Peter. So, so
6: Ron Jeremy. Uh, I'm having trouble. With, I'm having trouble with the signal. I'm sorry. My apologies.
2: Okay. You're okay. Back.
1: Just time to hear Ron Jeremy's story.
2: So, yeah,
6: uh, my lucky day. <laughs>
2: So, uh, so he posts a picture cause he's, you know, a red carpet and events photographer. So he shoots all the stars and everybody. And, and he shot me many times on the red carpet at these, uh, at these premieres. So, uh, he posts a picture of Ron Jeremy. Now he didn't say anything for or against Ron Jeremy. He just put the picture and just, you know, just put the fact that he's, you know, allegedly, you know, being accused of this and, and. Whatever. So um, yeah. so you know, I wasn't going to comment. I just saw it, you know, because I know Bob. I love Bob. And uh I know I know Ron. I met Ron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah.
4: laughs>
2: so, so I wasn't gonna say anything. I'm like, okay, it's this, this, this another one of these guys, you know. And as a woman in Hollywood, you know, we know we know these guys, right, Trista? Yeah. So um so you know, and I've I've seen so much. I you know I've had so many different experiences with these types of people. So, but I wasn't going to say anything. But my friend Tony, Tony Ambriano, who I worked on in uh, disciples. Oh, did you see that? A, did mm-hmm. you see the, the feed and all the comments and everything?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Did you have to uh,
3: Did you? Uh, I
0: saw
2: the film. I'm not sure what you're referring to.
0: Oh, okay, no. The, the, the post. No, Russia. no. Okay.
2: So anyway, so, uh, um, Tony, Tommy, Tawny Amber Young, she plays, she's the nun in that film. And, um, mm. yeah, she was really good in it, too. So mm-hmm. she, she's, uh, she doesn't do a lot of films, but she's, when she does, she's very good. So. Mm. so she had commented on there, there was a lot of comments, a lot of people were coming to Ron's defense, saying, oh, he's the nicest, sweetest person I've ever known, you can never do anything like that, I don't believe it, I don't believe it, it can't be true, it's not true, I've known him, he's, he's so sweet, I've met him, you know, a lot of people say. So I'm like,
0: uh-huh, and um, so, <laughs> uh-huh. So, I, so, so my
2: friend Tony uh, wrote that her experience, and, and uh, I guess it's okay to say it, you know, publicly because she, you know, was talking about it publicly. So she uh, she was writing her experience, uh, writing about her experience with Ron. Uh, that you were at some kind of convention, and um, she's she's does a lot of modeling, but she has never been anywhere having to do with the porn industry. She doesn't do any porn modeling or you know, X, she doesn't do anything X-rated, just like bikini modeling, but she's, I mean, she's gorgeous. So if I had her body, I'd be in a bikini too. And um, so... She
6: excuse was- me, excuse oh. me. You're beautiful. What are you talking about?
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not exactly bikini ready right now.
6: So anyway. Oh.
2: <laughs> so anyway, um, but thank you. Uh, so she was saying her experience with him, it was at a... You know, they have those giant adult expo conventions. I mean, the really big ones. They have one in Vegas. I think it was the one in In, Vegas. The
7: AVN. AVN.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if it was that exact one, but it was one of the big ones. So I guess this happened several years ago. And so she was there. She was a model, you know, and she was there and uh, she was with uh, another model friend of hers. And he, he comes over and they're... I guess they're talking and, and he just sticks his hand down her, down her pants and, uh, well, I'm losing the phone. He stuck her, his hand <laughs> down her pants and, uh, you know, inserted his fingers where they shouldn't have gone. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and he actually, you know, slightly injured her too. She said, you know, she was, she was injured. It injured her. So, uh, so and then all these people are saying and now I know Tawny, And Tony's not going to lie about that. I know she's not. She, I've never seen heard her come out and like, you know, cuz I see these I do see these people that seem to like come out a lot. Like this person did this to me and that person did that to me and I don't like this person and this happened and that happened. A lot of drama on Facebook that, you know, they make public, but you know, Tawny doesn't do that. So I know her, so I know it's true. And plus I know it's true because Ron Jeremy accosted me, so,
6: oh, my God,
2: well, I met John, Ron Jeremy, I probably met him a couple times, I don't remember, it was so long ago, and, uh, you know, it's not like Ron Jeremy's my top priority of remembering exactly my interactions with Ron Jeremy, but, you know, I've been entertained (laughs) with Ron Jeremy, you know, he, he comes off as a very sweet guy, he's, like, You know, the huggable, sweet teddy bear, like, really? Oh, I'm just an innocent old man. I used to be a top porno actor, but now I'm just a sweet old man. You know, I'm so cute. Look at me. I'm cute. So, um, but, uh, you know, I I met him a couple times, just briefly, probably at conventions. I'm not sure. And then I I did this, like, little low-budget B movie. It was just a B movie, not porn. I don't do porn. I've never done porn. So, um, uh, just in case people are getting the wrong idea. uh, Ooh, Deborah Lamb was in a movie with Ron Jeremy. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it was just some low, low budget B movie in LA. And so, I mean, it was no big deal. It's not like I was hanging out with the guy, but he was there. And I think I probably chatted with him. No big deal. So then i met some other event, you know, not that long after, maybe a year. Or so I don't know. I can't remember anything. So, oh, I take that back. I do remember things, but the things I can't remember, I admit to not being able to remember. So <laughs> if that makes any sense. So then, uh, so yeah, so I met something and with my boyfriend, not, he wasn't my boyfriend at the time, but you know, we were still really good friends because we're lifelong friends. He's Steve Palti who did the photography for my calendar. So I was with him and somebody else and we were at some, like, event, Um, not really an event. It was, I don't know what it was. It was some weird thing. So we were there and uh, Ron Jeremy was there and so we're sitting there next to Ron Jeremy and, you know, I had met him a couple times so I was, you know, like, hi, Ron, you know, it's nice to see you again. And uh, he just, he just... Like fast as lightning, I think this is, I think he does this habitually, but he just stuck his hand down my top, and I wasn't wearing like a really, especially, you know, it wasn't like a sexy top or anything. And I didn't have as much play, play was, play you. Yeah. Huh?
1: I said it wouldn't matter if it was. No, exactly. It, you know.
2: exactly. And
3: it wouldn't matter if you did porn, it, you know. Yeah, exactly. so, it is.
0: Yeah, that's a porn connection.
2: But go on. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying that having to do with this. Way. I know, I know. I
3: understand what
2: you're saying. It wouldn't have mattered if I in did. Other,
6: in, other, in, other words, under, in other words, under no conditions was that appropriate. Especially no, no. I just said I don't lady.
2: do one thing in case people, you know, thought. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right, no, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, so he sticks his hand down my top, and, and he grabs my boob, and he pulls my boob right out of my top, and he's like, you know, fondling my boob. And I I, kind of, I vaguely remember, maybe he like put his mouth on my boob. But I can't, I don't know Whoa. for sure that. I don't remember <laughs> if he did for sure. I kind of vaguely think he might have. But that's, that's not the point. The point is he grabbed my boob and took my boob right out of my bra and out of my top. And like I'm sitting there and my boob's out and he's grabbing my boob. And I'm like...
6: <laughs> what, a, what, an what an asshole!
2: Yeah, so I mean, it just happened really fast, and that's what Tani was saying about what happened with her. It just happened super fast. She said like twenty people were standing around and just like gawking. They were just looking, and and then nobody even nobody cared, nobody did anything. And and I'm not trying to pick on Ron Jeremy because I I know that I'm sure there are tons of people that have hung out with Ron Jeremy that he didn't do that too. But, but the fact is he has done it. He did it to me and he did it to Tawny. worse for Tawny. I mean, mine, mine was just my boob, but, um, you know, so there's these people, but I find it so, so interesting that the, um, Oh, and a bunch of, uh, a, a couple of men, uh, kind of came to both me and Tawny's defense because there was, um, that's that's the only reason I posted. That's because you know it's not like I, I'm thinking about this stuff. I mean, it happened so long ago and it's totally out of my mind. But it just it made me think. You know, I wanted to come to her defense because some people were.
1: I even noticed to, on, on our own group uh, when I shared the the link about it. There were a lot of people that actually I'd never even seen in the in the group before. They suddenly decided this was a the thing they want yeah. to reply to, and they were just like.
0: You about know, all Ron is, yeah, like oh,
1: this
7: is bullshit. Well, and,
1: uh, you know, well, I know. Um, anything, just like uh, they just want to say it was bullshit.
7: Yeah, well, I, I know. So, and then so. they also
1: said, like, why would someone have to do that if they're in porn? But it's like, well, why yeah. would anyone really have? to But
2: he's not anymore, and he hasn't been he for ages. Yeah. He
0: hasn't
2: well, been for uh, a, for a very long time. But it's it's a, just a habitual. It's a habitual thing he does. And, uh, you know, so I, of course, I don't doubt for a second that these allegations are true and to, to have these people, um, you know, come out these, these, especially the women say, oh no, oh no, they're lying. They are lying. I know Ron Jeremy, he would never do that. It's like, well, obviously he didn't do it to you and that's good. And he was sweet to you and that's good. But, you know come on these it's, I mean,
1: oh, I, when it's multiple people if it's one person yeah.
7: i mean uh, as I a, yeah, a thousand it, frenchmen can't be wrong as they say like i, I know someone who's in the what's that is that what they say Yeah, a thousand frenchmen can't <laughs> be wrong but i know someone <laughs> who, <laughs> i never heard that that's interesting yeah. I, I, I actually knew i know someone who used to work okay. in that business the x rated business was an actor,
2: yeah. I know a lot of people who, have. yeah.
7: And uh, and we were talking about the thing with Ron Jeremy, and, and she said, Oh, yeah, everything she firmly believes that all the accusations are true. She's seen his behavior, she too was, I think, accosted. And uh, you're right, just that it doesn't matter what you do, if you do porn or whatever, and Neil, it doesn't mean that they're... Easy,
2: right? Right? No, no, I wasn't trying to say that. I no, have- no, I know you're not. I know yeah. you're
7: not. I know you're not.
2: Yeah, yeah. I no, I, I have. I have a. You know, when I first started out, I did. I did a, a couple little things where I was nude, doing nude modeling. I never had any bad experiences with that. um You know, every every. You know, I I did a couple Playboy things. um Everything I did it in the like those those kind of photo shoots were all very professional and um and then i did uh i started out doing some electric blue there used to be this show when when cable was first was new and one of the one of the first cable channels with hbo and a couple others was the playboy channel so oh
6: yeah oh yeah
2: yeah do you guys does anybody remember electric blue the show electric blue
6: i'm old I enough know. too
2: <laughs> do you remember do you remember that peter Yeah. Okay, well, I do. And I remember
6: Playboy After Dark and all those shows. I mean, Playboy was – Playboy actually had an ethical approach to things. Um, Hugh Hefner was really a very nice guy, a lot of people say. And uh, I wanted to say something real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I think in that type of industry, it even requires even more discipline to be a professional because I can see how that type of industry – Somebody who's not a professional, they might consider the intimacy factor overlapping into the real world. But any kind of work in this industry requires professionalism if you want endurance. Uh, like, and I and I started out this whole broadcast by saying the reason why you're as good as you are, Deborah, is because you never lost you never lost your your inner beauty. I mean, you're you're a charming lady. You're down to earth. You're never bitter or, or, or not that I've seen. You're never hurtful. Um, you just love being in this entertainment business and it mm-hmm. fills you with joy. And, and, and that's the only type of people I have around me. You met my friends. They're all that way. I don't want to be around people who are lowest common denominator. And I think uh, lowest common denominator in that type of business can be pretty dangerous. I'm sure he's not the only one who's acted like that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm also sure that a lot of professionals would never would. So uh it's it's really tough and I'm I'm really sorry that happened to you because you are a total lady. Uh, you
2: know considering considering uh you know I've I've had other you know tons of experiences along these lines. So uh, I mean it's it's nothing that traumatized me. I have other things to be traumatized by other than <laughs> yeah. you know but it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing right. and I was I was shocked. I was taken aback. It's it was very demeaning. Yes. It was very disrespectful. It was so disrespectful. Exactly. And, and I was just like, hey, what do I do now? So, you know, and, but it, the whole thing was very quick. You know, it, was, it wasn't a prolonged thing. But it, it could have um,
6: hurt your reputation at that convention itself. I mean, people who don't know you, they see that. They might assume that, that that's something that didn't bother you and you're okay with it. And you don't want people thinking that. It's just not right.
2: Yeah, I think, I don't think a lot of people actually saw that going on, but I was with my my dear family friend, um, and it was Steve Paulty, and I was with another friend, and I think I remember which friend it was, but, you know, another guy friend, and I was like, you know, we just kind of looked at each other like, eh, okay, and, um, but then it was over very quickly, and then things were just back to normal, I guess, but I was just like, okay, that was... Not really cool, but you know, um, but yeah, I mean, women, I, I, I know a lot of filmmakers who, who view women as, um, just objects really. I'm sure Trista, you, you've come across many filmmakers and, uh, who view women as objects and who are disrespectful to women, but they don't do it in a way that calls attention to the fact that they are that way. Right, Trista?
3: Yeah, I guess, like you were mentioning with Ron Jeremy, how people would say, I've actually uh, met him as well, like a lot of people, and he didn't uh, do anything to me, but that doesn't take away from other people's stories. Yeah. I can't imagine how that could, right? Yeah. So, And I think a lot of, of abusers are very manipulative. Otherwise, they wouldn't be very effective abusers, it,
2: right? Exactly, exactly. And they're not
6: going to. do that. That's a good actual, point. That's a good
2: point. Yeah. And they're not. And they're not going to do that um, uh, in in a situation where they think they're going to get called out for. They do it in a situation where they think they can get away with it, and uh, you know. And then plus, it's Ron Jeremy. And again, I'm not picking on Ron Jeremy. Um, it's just a thing, something that just came up. You know, I I have no qualms against Ron Jeremy, you know, I, I don't, I just believe that if some, if there are these women coming out saying he did this, I, I happen to believe it's true that he probably did. And, uh, you know, just because he's a nice, sweet guy, I was married to a complete psychopath who people loved. Oh, they loved him. Oh, he was charming and handsome and funny. He was a psycho. Very, <laughs>
4: you
2: No. Know, so, but I don't want to. I totally don't want to get into that. But you know, these these people. I mean, Ted Bundy. Look at these people. They're, I was going to say, you know, know.
1: like you oh, know, like a serial killer. Oh, he didn't yeah, kill yeah, he me. It that well. doesn't mean he. You know, he he. You didn't kill anybody else. You know.
2: Yeah, just because he didn't kill you. <laughs> right.
1: There's tons of people he met that he didn't kill, but that doesn't <laughs> but mean that like, know, the people he killed it, are fine. It, it,
6: it's like Trista said. Trista said that manipulators can only be good if they're charming about it. If, and, yeah. and, and Ted Bundy was the most charming. He was the boy next door. Boy, yeah. that, that, that was his secret. And he was intelligent. So, yeah, you, if you see them a mile away, you can defend yourself. If it sneaks up on you like that, that's But that's From what crazy. I understand,
1: the Ron Jeremy stuff, there was you know stories about him f- for years out there yeah. before this really...
6: Yeah,
2: I don't, I don't thing, doubt it. You know, yeah,
1: ...a bigger thing.
2: Do you want to bring people on to Zoom so they can ask questions, or do um,
1: people? Yeah, if anyone wants to zoom in, I'll post this on Facebook. You guys can uh, zoom. Well, in. it's getting kind of late here, but yeah, will get enterprise. As so. a matter of
6: fact, I, I, have I have to go again too. Was that? I do have to go. I, just, I, have, to, I have to go. I just want to say thank you, Neil. Nice, nice to have met nice you, meet Trista.
2: You. Nice and
6: meeting you. you. And De- Deborah, you're always in my heart. And you know, Aww. if you ever need anything, let me know. You're always
2: little- so sweet. Yeah, Peter's bye. always so sweet.
6: Thank Goodbye, you, Peter. I'm, Thank
2: glad you. You, I'm glad you joined us.
6: Okay. God bless. Thank you, and please keep safe and healthy, you and your family. Bye bye. Thank, Thank you. Well. too. Yeah. Yeah. Peter's okay.
2: quite a. Peter's quite a story. He's he's been through hell and back, and you know I am very proud of what he's accomplished. But,
7: yeah. Yeah, that's great. It's great story. So, so, so you did Enterprise too.
2: I, I did. I did. My Enterprise story, okay. Another thing I got cut out of. Oh, really? Trista, have you been cut out of a bunch of stuff? I keep, you know. <laughs> I don't, I, uh, not
3: yet, but I'm, I'm sure I will be. <laughs> I, I part of it.
1: I, I
7: added her out of the views videos.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to
7: say, I got, I, I got cut out of my parents' will, but that's, you know, what can you do?
2: Trista, you gotta come closer. I can barely see you. You're so far away. Come. Oh, you know the sun is setting <laughs> here. No, I
3: didn't have enough light. No.
2: You're blurry. You're yeah, that's better. Now I can see you better. You were su- sitting so far away. You're so far away. Come back, <laughs>
1: you, Trista. Come to, to the, the light. light. <laughs> yes, I thought the exact same thing.
0: Come back, Shane. <laughs> come back, Shane. Don't go.
4: Thank you for
3: sharing that story with us, Deborah.
2: Yeah, I'm
3: vulnerable. Uh, I really appreciate that.
2: Yeah, I um, you know, I've had I've had you know my run-ins with people. I've had these I've had these kind of experiences, but you know, um, luckily for me, uh, nothing too, nothing overly traumatic, because I already have PST from my childhood. So you know. I'm already, I'm already, you know, whatever. (laughs) I don't think a whole lot phases me, but, um, but I see it, you know, I see this abuse of this manipulative abusive behavior and, and it's so common among, uh, filmmakers and actors too. And, you know, back in the day, you know, I had, I had big A-list actors, you know, try to tell me, oh, leave your boyfriend and, you know, you should hook up with somebody like me, you know, because I was with my boyfriend for 12 years, uh, Steve Palti, who did the calendar. We were we made a great team at the time. but um, And we're as close as ever now. We're like family. But, um, you know, they would say, oh, you need to break up your, your with your boyfriend and get with somebody who can really help you. And, you know, it's like I could see where they were coming from. And these are big big name actors, if I told you, you would be like, wow, wow. You know, I, I mean, I, I had a lot of people trying to get with me. But um, back in the day when I was young and cute. Now I'm old and cute. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, and I'm thinking to myself, and I said to them, I'm not going to break up with my boyfriend for – to." get with somebody just for my career. I'm not going to do that. And, you know, I mean, we eventually did split up for legitimate reasons, but I wasn't going to dump my boyfriend for, to get with some actor. And my thought, my thought always was on that. And I still go, you know, I still have the same belief now. Of course, I'm, I'm happily married. So um, we were actually separated for a couple of years. So but we got back together last year and it's wonderful. So oh, anyway,
5: congratulations.
2: thanks. I just wanted to throw that out there in yeah. case anyone was confused because it's like, wait, weren't you single? Yeah, I was. I was single for a sh- couple of years, two and a half years. And anyway, um, but it's like, this is my thought. Okay. So, and I know this is a common way of young actresses to get into films and to, uh, to uh you know make their way in Hollywood and and I'm not look at me I'm not a big celebrity I'm not a big star so you know who knows maybe it would have helped but my logic this is my logic for one I'm just not that kind of a girl but my logic is is okay I break up with my boyfriend and get with so and so name actor who everybody knows okay so I go to all these parties da, and then I'm armed candy And then that person gets tired of me because they will. And then I'm not all fresh and, you know, I'm not all exciting because I'm the new thing to this one person. So they get rid of me, okay. But I still, you know, want to make it climb up the ladder. So then I get with the next guy and, you know, six months, a year goes by and that person gets tired of me. So I eventually, you know, get passed down between all these guys. It's like, that sounds that's horrible. I'm not going to do that. I don't care if I, you know, I mean, I, I would like to think I can make it in, uh, and have an acting career on my own merits and with my talent and I work hard. And, you know, I had directors back then say, um, well, um, you know, uh, and, you know, wink, wink. If you, if you, you know, get with me, I could do something for your career. But, you know, and then, but what does that get you? I mean, really, where does that get you? I'm sure for some people, like, you know, Marilyn Monroe, I mean, come on. I love Marilyn Monroe, but everybody knows, you know, she got to where she was because of, you know, the men she kept company with. And and there's nothing wrong with that, and I'm not trying to shame anyone who does that. I'm just saying, for me, logically, I felt like, in the end, what, okay, so I get a big movie let 's say I get a big movie because i 'm with such and such big star and i 'm his arm candy for the week and um and then what so i 'm so i 'm in a big movie then what so then i 'm with some other guy oh so i 'm in a big movie. I mean some people get very lucky i I admire these actresses have these fantastic careers and win Oscars and win awards and are in <laughs> fantastic film that i would love to be in and i would love to get the opportunity to play certain parts and i would love to get the opportunity to work with big name directors well i have worked with them a couple of times but i keep getting cut out what is with that oh maybe i should have slept with them i'm just kidding kidding no seriously i'm kidding um but um Yeah. So that was my logic. It's like, so what does that, in the end, what does that get you? You know, I'm like, okay, then what? Then you're just, you know.
7: You probably get that (laughs) reputation of being that type of person who got there by doing that, not on their capabilities as an actor.
2: Yeah. You know, and it does, it's very, very, I mean, it's so common. It's very, very common. And I, you know if you're single if you're a single woman or a single young lady or a single aspiring actress and and you you know do hook up with you know some people who can do something for you that's that's great i mean i applaud anybody who you know gets into a relationship with somebody and can and that person can help them because i know a lot of couples who do really well they help each other and they're both in the business and they help each other to get to where they're going And that's great. So I don't mean it like that. I just meant that I had a boyfriend. I was in a relationship, a long-standing relationship that I wasn't going to just break up with somebody just so I could have the hopes of maybe getting into a movie. You know, I just, I just wasn't going to do that. And so, you know, um, I don't know how we got on this serious subject.
7: Run Jeremy to
2: yeah. Yeah, so you know, I mean, I don't, I don't knock anybody for whatever they do to, to make it to whatever they want to do. But you know, everybody has what what they feel comfortable with and what they don't feel comfortable with. And you know, for me, I just want to work with good people. I just, I just want to work with Trista. It- <laughs> oh, thank you. I want to work with you as well.
3: For a moment, I thought this was an intervention. I was like, this. Think I'm sleeping with
4: directors?
0: Oh,
7: like,
0: what is going on? I tell, <laughs> I I some strong cool.
3: It's a very
7: open, very open conversation.
2: No, I figured. I figured. You know, we all. I don't. I really, seriously, don't believe that any actress, any any female performer, has or you know, in a lot of actors, you know, a lot of the male performance, I don't believe any of us have not had someone say or try to, you know, tell us that, oh, you know, you know, come with me and I'll, you know, I'll make you a star kid. You know, I don't think, well, not literally make you a star, but, you know, I'll put you in my movie if, you know, I don't think any of us have not had some experience with that. I don't know.
7: Well, I mean, there was, you know, Neil introduced me as the make, uh, makeup artist. There was a lot of stories that even I heard from, you know, women trying to come into the business as makeup artists who were like, hey, you know, I like, can get yeah. you a little bit of position on it if you, you know. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. You know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I think, I think we're making um, big strides. <laughs>
7: No, I was going to say,
1: so it was, uh, I've told uh, Michael Epstein this off air, but we, when I was, uh, we did a movie, uh, two movies, but one movie uh, in February, and I have a producer credit, and uh, there's a couple act- actresses uh, who sent me, you know, just sent me nude pictures, like, right after was, that it was not something, of, you
2: just out of the blue, just yeah, they were
1: like, yeah, yes, <laughs> and they were. Just, well, they started like, oh, I saw you know you produce whatever, and then they honestly just started sending me new pictures, and I was like, was it me? you producing. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it wasn't you? But it was. Oh, uh, 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 like I don't know. It's just like, first of all, like you should aim higher because I'm not going to do anything <laughs> for you. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. But I think now, you know, I think as time goes on, things get better and better and better and better. And still, it's like, you know, the more things change, more things stay the same. And in some respects, that's kind of sort of true. But in some respects, things, there are big leaps and bounds. And I think, I think just, uh, the, you know, we,
0: the,
2: I think both, it, filmmaking is so hard. So I just like to work with the people who just want to make art and who aren't in it because you can see. You can see the people who are in it to get laid. You can see the people who are in it to, whether they're the actor, or whether they're the filmmaker or whatever they are, you can see the people who are just really wanting to gravitate toward this industry because they, they want to hook up. They think that'll be a good way to meet girls or meet guys, you know, whatever it is. And then there's the... Then there's the people who are in it for the art, the people who understand that it's hard work, which it is, you know, uh, it's, it amazes me that there are people who don't understand the hard work that goes into making a film. So even even if you see a film that's kind of schlocky and you don't think it's very good and you're like, eh, that wasn't very good, but just to even make. A bad film, it's a lot of work. Just to make something is so much work. So I applaud all my filmmaker friends out there. Congratulations to you all. My hats off to you. It's a freaking hard business. I you know, it, you know, I always say to myself, ah, I gotta do something else. This is ridiculous. But um, I love it. I love it. I love filmmaking. I love all my filmmaker friends. I love you, Neil. I love you, Greg, even though I just met you. I love you, Trista. And Michelle and all my on all my peeps, and I just I do this because I love it, and I love you all. Oh,
3: we love you. Well, Thank yeah. you.
1: Thank you. love you, you too. honestly, that's why Thank I you. always did the show. It's not like uh, getting rich off this, but uh, but yeah, right. do, do all this stuff. you got all, all the scratch doing. off
7: games that you're winning. <laughs> off. Of <all laughs> well, that's not
1: related to the, to the show. But, yeah,
7: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but
0: this is. Funny but also, good. also
1: doing the I did you know a couple movies with uh, Michael. And uh, and it did give me a different appreciation of like, exactly what you said. Like, even a movie, because it used to be something that if I see a really bad movie, I might say, oh, it's terrible. But it, I see it a little different now, so I won't say, like, I loved it, but, you know, I might not just say, oh, this is a terrible movie or something. Because, like you said, it, it took a lot of work to make it.
2: Yeah, it is it is hard work. I mean, I I have all these ideas about, like, Ooh, if I had money and if I had resources, I'd do this and I'd do that and I'd do this. And I think about yes. ooh, who, could I, who mm. can I get to come yes. together
0: with me yeah. and help me, make, help me make a movie because yes. you can't do it by yourself. And think, ooh, I think, oh, I maybe I can get this
2: person to help me. I can collaborate with that person. And I am actually behind the scenes uh, in development with some people with, for some films. And um, but but it's such hard work and it's like. Oh, I got to get somebody to do this and this and this because I'm
0: not doing it. You
1: know, because it's, it's freaking hard work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the last one I did with Michael, I, I quit. Not that I've ever really done anything. To say. I was like, <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. Then I was like, oh, I think I'd like to do it again. And Michael Sophia told me that's what everyone does after you produce a movie. You don't want to do it again until you want to do it again. So, but, yeah. Well, I, I started back in the 80s. I started
2: out taking ballet when I was a kid. I started taking ballet when I was 7 to 14, and I was in all these nice ballet theatrical productions for years, and, you know, so I've been doing it since I was a kid, and so I, and then I got into, uh, Hi Puppy, and I got into, uh, you know, I I continued dance in high school and drama class, and.
0: Got into
3: acting after I left high school, so I, I think I'm stuck. I don't think I'm
1: going anywhere. Well, good. <laughs> Very good. Good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, before we do wrap up, I do want to bring up Lake of Shadows is coming out. Oh, uh, the yeah. The poster is awesome. Uh, at some point, I'm not sure exactly when, but we're going to be doing a, a Lake of Shadows cast uh, casting crew uh, show, which will be a lot of fun. Hopefully, uh, Deborah will be on that as well.
2: Yeah, please invite me. I'd love to do it.
1: So uh, what can you say about Lake of Shadows? I know we've been making it for oh. a while, so I'm excited about it.
2: Um, Yeah, we shot it. <clears throat> I think it was actually shot a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, I'm in a segment. I'm like in a flashback segment with Alyssa Dowling and another actor, and I'm so sorry. I, I, his name slips my mind. I know who it is. I just can't think of his name right now. But um, it was a flashback. It's done in like a sepia tone, and it's done like we're uh, in a, turn-of-the-century western town and um and I'm the saloon the saloon madam and uh Alyssa's husband you know uh he he keeps visiting me at the saloon and it it drives her mad and then and then she kind of goes over the edge but it's this really really cool vignette and it's it's done like a silent film and it's um it's uh uh done like a a tickety, I don't know how to describe it, kind of a tickety, old, tiny film, silent film, and it's like sepia color, so it's got those nice warm browns. And we did it in front of a green screen. So behind us, it was so clever how Michael did this. I I was really, really impressed. I I have never seen this done before, but we were like in these picture frames, like pictures on a wall. So the, the one picture would be Alyssa and her husband, like uh, portraying the homestead and in, in front of their house. And then the, and then he would cross over into the ex- other picture frame and it would be me in the saloon and he would co- step over and come in and be with me in the saloon. And it was really cool. Um, you'll, I can't wait for you to see it, but I really loved that segment. And then I finally did see the whole thing and it's, it's really good. I think people will like it. Um, there's a lot of people in it. Uh, you know, uh, Sherry Davis, I, I think Sherry Davis is... Yeah. Yeah, Sherry Davis is in it. Uh, Donna, he- Ta- Donna Lee Heising, who's a dear friend of mine. She's in it. Um, uh, there's some...
3: Yeah, Fel- oh, right,
2: yeah.
3: Sarah but, yeah, French Felicia. is in it, I
2: believe. Sarah... I was going to say Sarah. Felicia, uh Robert... Liss- How Lissardo. do you say his name? Yeah, Lissardo, thank you. Robert yeah, Lassardo. Cool I think... I don't know if Michael Wainwright, I think Michael Wainwright might be in it. He's a friend of mine. Um, yeah, a bunch of people. And, and of course, uh, Tino, who's the producer, uh, Zamora and uh, and Michael, and um, Michael S. Rodriguez. And it's a, uh, yeah, it's a really cool project. So I can't wait for them. They, I know they've, uh, you know, it was in post for quite some time and, and it's just about to come out any time now. They're going to, have a premiere for it uh, sometime you know after this stuff is yeah. over in Fresno I think they're gonna have it in Fresno I think they said so you know i'll, I'll I, I hope to be there for that because I'm very uh supportive of what they did but yeah they did yeah.
1: and I've known Alyssa for years and it's very cool to see her she's really taken off the last like a year or so
2: I know she was in disciples too Alyssa yeah.
1: Yeah, I knew her from, uh, she used to be at all the conventions when I started going, like, in the, I don't know, 2011, 2012.
2: And then, uh, you know, she was in
1: stuff, but now she's, like, she's uh, become a pretty big Act. Actor. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, she's doing amazing. And her baby is the most beautiful baby on the planet.
1: Yeah, I've, I've seen her on Facebook. Very cute.
2: Yeah. Yeah, she's doing really well. And, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm very happy to be. Um doing all these things amongst all my actor friends and uh, I always I always love working with new people I love working with the people I've worked with before so you know I just I just love movies and movie making and filmmaking and acting you know yeah I get tired of the politics sometimes but you know the actual art of making films I'll just never get tired of
1: Uh, It's good, like, I know Trista, like, she does a lot, works with a lot of people that she knows, you know, and I assume, like, when you find people that you do like, uh, you work well with, and you can trust that, you know, it's good to stick with those people.
2: Yeah, I've worked with Lynn Lowry uh, a bunch of times. I love working with Lynn Lowry. Um, We were in There's No Such Thing as Zombies together, although we shot our stuff separately, but we're still in the same film. And then we shot, there was a film that we that we shot that we, uh, I don't think it's ever going to go anywhere, but, but we were working on that. And then we were working on a thing called, uh, Espresso to Die For, which is a really funny short film, which Michael Haberfeldner wrote and produced and Eddie Bemiki directed Eddie Bemiki also directed, um, there's no such thing as zombies. So I want to give a shout out to him and, uh, he won awards for that also. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in a good group of people. Um, I have uh, some filmmakers I can't talk about yet, but I'm going to be working with them, people that I'm really, really stoked to be working with. I, so. um, I can't talk about it yet.
0: Right. But,
2: uh, so I've got The Disease Won't Desist happening soon. I've got a Black Wolf happening pretty soon. I've got Men in Black West Coast. I've got uh, oh, oh uh, You Like to Draw coming up, I've got in Colorado, I've got, oh, there's there's more, oh, there's another one that might might be happening next month, and there's a few other ones, and then then there's the ones I can't talk about.
1: Very good. Well, we'll have you back to... on when, when you can talk about
2: them. Yeah. I hope I haven't uh, talked your ears off too much.
1: No, I think it's been, I've been, I, I I yeah. This has I been
0: think
2: it's nice.
1: been a
7: very nice, uh, nice conversation. Yeah.
2: I thought we were going to have more people in the in the, uh, Zoom.
1: Well, we were playing the, the videos and stuff, so I didn't get, like, it posted too late about Zooming in. But we can always do that. We can do it earlier next time. Yeah.
2: Me. Okay. So um, are people still watching on the oh, yeah. party? Yeah. yeah. Are they looking at us right now?
1: They are looking at us right now.
2: Hi, thanks Hello. for watching yeah. thank you before, i don't know who's out there because i'm not yeah. on the watch party but thank you
1: before leave i don't want to say uh, aj zyla or zilla i'm not sure i say your last name but um he's had a lot of um health problems lately he's lost surgeries and stuff and he's recovering and a long-time listener and a very nice sportive guy and uh you know uh, good wishes to him and hope uh, speedy recovery and that he feels
7: you know, better very soon
2: yeah, love and prayers to you. We're thinking of you,
7: AJ. I don't know you very well, but good luck to you. <laughs> so, oh, you could still you could still wish him well. Of course, of course Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Were
2: Were and there really, any Were there any questions before we go?
1: Uh, the yeah. Um, I'd have to scroll around, but a lot of people were asking how you got involved in mother, but we we went over mm-hmm. that.
2: Okay. We yeah. yeah, we did. We talked about. Well, that. Well, let me yeah. ask you
7: this question because it was a question Hi. that I posted.
1: Uh, I did miss some some of my my plate Facebook too. But go on, go on, Chris. Um,
7: oh, it's hard right? for me okay. to follow
1: everything during the live show. But yeah,
7: okay. Makeup wise, because what I do, um, you, I think i had opened it up and you were talking about makeup that you wore some makeup, right? So, do you think, like, how do you feel about the putting on prosthetics and full body makeups, like, well, like suits almost? Are uh, you hot?
2: One thing, I don't know, if you, have you done this, Trista? Have you done any creature acting where you're a creature? Yeah, I did the alien one, like you were mentioning. I've oh,
0: did,
2: what, did, what was that? What did you do?
3: You know, it, it never came out. But I um, did
2: get uh, fitted and wear the suit and everything. Oh, you were asking me about Enterprise. Okay, so in Enterprise, I had oh, it was so cool, but I couldn't take any pictures. I would have gotten in so much trouble. And this is before cell phones. And I was on the. I think I. I think isn't that Paramount? Is that Paramount? Paramount uh-huh. Yeah. So I was on the on the lot, and um, I was hired as a fire eater to be in the pilot of Enterprise. The one with Scott Bakula, and um, so this was the pilot and. Uh, so we were on the set and I was made a, Oh, the makeup was incredible, but there's no pictures of it. And then I got cut out so you can't see it, but I am in this article that you can find online and it's uh, lists all the people that were cut out of enterprise and the, and some of the others, I don't think it was just of enterprise. I think it was some of the other, uh, it might've been some of the other start. Oh yeah, it was, it was other Star Trek shows too. And, um, so I'm on there, you see a picture, but all you see is you don't see the giant alien head on my head because I'm fire eating with the torches and how you fire eat is you have to have your head all the way back and then you have the torch. I know this looks kind of pornographic, but you have the torch and it goes in your mouth. So you're like, ah, and then uh, the flames go straight, straight up in your mouth. So you're, so you're like this because the flames are going straight up and that's how you have to be. So because otherwise, you know, the flames would just be like in your mouth, and that's no so good. So you want to see the flames, so you got to be upside down. So, um, so then the, somebody had taken a picture of me, but it's basically just like like this. Mm. All you see is my neck, and then you just see the chest part because I'm leaning back, and you don't see the head. I had a giant alien head cone, a giant a giant cone head, and it was all these colors they made it all they made they gave me these like little uh like little tiny intricate designs all over my head and these like little like leopard spots I had like leopard spots all down my face and then they had all these leopard spots all up and down my back like in my spine it was so cool but nobody nobody will ever see it it's Mm. a shame I if anybody out there you know do you know um. Uh, Pat Jajinski. What's his last name? You know Pat That's for
7: me. Hmm? Who are you asking anybody?
2: me? Yeah, anybody. Does anybody know Pat? Well, anyway, so Pat Jajinski, they do, him and Jeffrey uh, Sargent does this radio show, and I can't think of the name right now, but I was on the radio show a couple of years ago. But anyway, Pat is saying that he wants to try to find that footage of me from me being on Enterprise I don't know if anybody. Maybe one of the makeup it.
7: guys have a picture of it because they usually take continuity pictures, don't they? So they might have some form of I, that somewhere.
2: Yeah, I have no no way of. I mean, it was so long ago. It was. You remember uh, who the
7: makeup people were? Because maybe I might know them. I, I know wish I, knew.
2: I wish I knew. I didn't have. I didn't have the sense to like write down their names, and you know, I didn't think like twenty years later I'd. Be like, oh yeah, who were those makeup people? <laughs> right. You know, I wish I knew.
7: But... Back and try,
2: yeah, but as we'll far get as Craig on the, of... on the case. Oh, okay. and in, in disciples, I had great. Get okay, my
7: hat, my Sherlock Holmes hat.
2: <laughs> yeah, you didn't see disciples, Greg, but um, Trista did. But I had a, uh, I had fantastic makeup. Chris Mills. Well, we had two makeup artists. We had Tim Hayes who did a lot of the makeup, and then we had. Because um, we shot some of it in, in Florida. And then the rest of it we shot in L.A. at a castle in the Hollywood Hills. And um, that girl, I don't remember her name. I think it's Lisa Wilcox, maybe. That might okay. be her name. Too. Yeah. She was the winner of America's Next Top Model.
1: Uh, oh, Lisa no. Wilcox is one of, the, in one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies.
2: Yeah. Oh, I got it mixed up. No, this, this girl, her name's Lisa something. So she lived in that house. She won... She won um I don't know if she won the America's next top model that she was originally on but she won the uh the all star the all star next top next America's top model so she won that so she was there she lived there with her boyfriend and so it's a it's a beautiful gorgeous castle up in the Hollywood hills so we shot there and uh so Chris Mills of Shamrock Labs he did this a uh, very elaborate demon face makeup. It was in the clip, uh, Greg. If you if you watch this once we post it online, you'll see the uh, intro clip that we showed the first thing, and so you'll see the uh, the elaborate vampire makeup. It's really good, but uh, yeah, I've done that a lot. I've done that hmm. a lot.
7: It, it, you're okay with it? Like I know some people will wear it. I just worked on a on a show recently. That's an anthology series. Uh, Once more, I can't talk too much about it. But the actor who was in it was in a series and was award winning, very popular series that was on. I think it was on Netflix, and I can't say that. And you could tell she did not want to be wear this makeup. You could just tell. Like everyone walked in their door, goes expect her to stop putting it on, and two minutes into it, she's not going to want to wear it. With three minutes in and she goes oh I I, I can't I, I just can't it's fun
2: oh no All I like off. it I like it. I love it I love being made up into into some creature I love it what about you Trista do you like it I like it too yeah, yeah.
3: I mean it, I like I mean how can you complain about being transformed into a piece of art right it's really cool
2: yeah yeah, i've had yeah i've had it done a lot um yeah i just i really love it if I get to play a part where i where I can sit in the makeup chair and have them turn me into some creature that's so cool yeah I'm glad to hear that.
7: that it's <laughs> nice to hear that because I've, i mean 've I've, I've, I've had both ends of the spectrum I've had people that loved wearing it enjoyed it tum- uh, tremendously and you get some people who were just nudges the entire time applying it and it's and you go to see and you kind of say to them I'm like well why did you take the part you knew this was going to happen and it's just yeah. a little you know you know well I didn't know it was going to be this and I was just like a lot of times they don't tell people either you know producers say oh yeah it's going to be a little bit of makeup and you walk in the door and there's like a full cowl piece and facial pieces and they go I didn't know it was going to be like this and it's just like well, yeah.
2: I I would love I it's my dream to like get some kind of you know, be able to be some kind of creature, you know, like Doug Jones does, Mm -hmm. you know, he does, he does all these creature acting parts and he's a very good actor. He's amazing, but he gets to play all these different like creatures and stuff. I just love it. I would love to do that. Anybody out there, I would do it. I would do it. Okay. Oh, one movie that I forgot to give a shout out because I'm trying to give a shout out to everybody. Let's see, what else am I working on? Uh, well, I got, I got stuff, but one thing I did want to mention because I'm glad we got Michelle to sit in with us for a little bit so we can talk about that. Mm -hmm. But one film that, um, that's really good that I did last about a year ago, a little more than a year ago was teacher shortage. Because
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah. You put it, I put the poster in the banner.
2: Yeah. yeah. Now it's not out yet. They're still working on it. They're working on, Oh, Troy, Troy Escamilla, the director is putting it in film festivals and of course, you know, this year coronavirus. Hello. So, um, so, uh, it kind of put the kibosh, but it's already won an award. He already got oh, a right. best director award for it at the Crimson festival, Crimson something festival. And um, so it's doing well. It's um, kind of a throwback to an 80s slasher film, and I can't wait for everybody to see that. I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to yeah, Troy.
7: that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. you're good. Cool. Is, is that a TARDIS in your back there? What is that?
2: This is an Ouroboros. An...
7: No, 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 not on you. Uh, it looks like a police box, red uh, police box in the corner next to your television set. Keep going. It's like a red. Looks like a. There you go. See right there. Yeah. I thought it
2: was a Tardis oh, for a minute. Oh, the London thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's for that's for CDs. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I
1: believe the Tardis is blue anyway. Not really. I, I'm sorry.
2: What yeah, is it a red called? What what are you calling it? A
1: Tardis yeah, it's, uh, from Doctor Who.
2: His oh, oh! I know. Not that I know been- about
1: these things.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just a kitschy thing. I don't know. (laughs) But
1: when when I was in London, we took, uh, I was with my friend Jason and we took pictures with the, with the actual uh, uh, phone uh, boost like that.
2: I think I, I think I've, I've got a ton of pictures from London that I never did post. I think I've got Uh, pictures of that too. Yeah.
1: I, I, all my pictures, unfortunately I'm, I'm very, very heavy. uh, I would like to retake them, but. Uh-huh. It's a good move. It's a good it, – oh, it's good to see, though, and it's uh, like, hey, I used to look like that.
2: Oh, because you were heavy.
1: Right, right, right.
2: Yeah, well, all my pictures when I'm in Vienna, I'm kind of fat, so, you know. Because <laughs> I was just eating a lot, lettuce schnitzel. Uh-huh. I thought the food was –
1: everyone told me the food's bad in England, but I thought it was very good. I don't know.
2: Yeah, England – yeah, I mean, you can just get what you want. But I had some good – I had some good, like – food that you would think of as being traditional English food and Vienna has do you know Vienna has the best sushi ever
1: (laughs) oh really interesting what was weird about being in London they had like KFC and TGI Fridays and I was like I don't want to go there while I'm in London
2: (laughs) no I I did go to some traditional tat like uh traditional pubs yeah I did too yeah great food great food but yeah
1: it was a uh, ye old Cheshire cheese, and it was like this old uh, pub from like the 1600s. And uh, my friend Tim Dry, he's like, you got to go downstairs. It was on Fleet Street, which was pretty cool to me because that's you know where the Demon Barber Fleet Street Sweeney Todd is. And uh, so oh, under- oh, yeah. and so underground. Well, the, un- the downstairs is like carved, and into- so it's like you're in this weird dungeon in the in the bar downstairs it was really cool and like i guess it was used as a bomb shelter during uh, world war ii so it's got a lot of history to it but it was it was pretty cool just to be there one of
2: the one of the times i was in london was during halloween it was so cool because you know all the pubs were decorated it was so much fun yeah i i'm just so happy that i've i've been so lucky to travel uh for film work it's been wonderful i'm i was supposed to go to uh sweden to shoot something in uh in sweden before this stuff happened so i don't know what's going to happen with those projects they're on hold but i i'm hoping i get to go to sweden sometime that would be cool yeah be that'd that's awesome. cool so tristan before we go what do you got coming up tristan um well
3: like i said i'm working with debbie rishan uh oh. on that uh, project as well. That
2: also has Linnea, who you know, as well. What? Yeah, Linnea can that Of too. course. Oh, oh, I can't tell you. I'm supposed to, be, I'm going to be doing a, I might be doing a thing with Rhonda Shearer. Oh, wow. Oh, really? awesome. yeah.
0: Yeah,
3: so. nice. yeah.
2: Yeah. We'll have to have you back on when you can talk more. Well, um, yeah, and I was on her show a few times back in the day with Linnea and some other people and Gilbert Godfrey and all those people. I, think I was on the show like three or four times. It was good times. But uh, what else you got? Tell who's the filmmaker of this film you're doing? Oh, uh,
3: well, that's Brett Mullen. That oh
2: Brett, 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 yeah, yeah, Brett. Yeah.
3: And I also worked with uh, Michael Epstein and Sophia Cassiola on, on the film. That's how I
2: met Neil. So, oh, that's um, one you. That's the one we're not supposed to talk about yet. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was very, you it was just very blew. It. You blew it. You blew it. You. It's, it's you, fine.
1: It's, it's it's out that that it's that we worked on oh. it, but it's.
2: Oh. Okay. Not any okay.
1: details, but yeah.
2: Oh. Okay. Yeah. I was thrilled to hear about that you guys worked together.
1: It was very yeah, fun. Yeah. Me fun.
3: too.
1: And
0: what? So what about you? We
3: brought- uh, principal photography, but I think I have a couple extra days
2: with them wh- when uh, things are safer.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's so I wonderful. Think. I I think they're terrific. I would love to work with them someday too. I what told that I told that
1: to Michael, and he was he was about
0: it. Well, with
1: the because we talked about that yesterday that you'd like to do something with uh, me, you, Trista, mm-hmm. and Michael and Sophia. And I would. I passed what that along to Michael, and he he was he was, he was all about it. So.
2: Oh, yeah. God! I would love to work sure. with him. What
7: about you, Greg? Greg, uh, with, well, with the COVID, I have no idea when I'm going back to work. I haven't worked since March. Right now, I've actually been uh, kind of like uh, destroying a house. Basically. Wow. Basically kind of going back to skills that I kind of did before I was a makeup artist. So it's oh, like, wow. going back to this and I'm learning. I'm learning how to put on sheetrock. <laughs> Wow. That's doing, okay. Basically, that's what that's what I've been doing. I've been, been been doing stuff like this. Um and going back to my old hobby, which is old model kits. Oh, that's back. Yeah. I've been going Whoa. back to that. And giving myself but otherwise I'm just waiting. You know, there's been a lot of yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how the COVID everyone can talk a little about the COVID, how things are supposed to start, didn't start, or push uh-huh. the back burner. So it was a lot of rumors flying around with the state, st- you know, because the stages have to pre- present themselves, you know, in terms of the rules and regulations. So we've been hearing maybe August, maybe yeah. September. It was a show that I was on. We were, we had two more episodes left, and we and and we don't know what's gonna happen. And a lot of the people in it were small, were kids, so we're wondering how they're gonna oh. look when we go back and finish oh. the episodes. <laughs> What yeah, a, so so I'm waiting, just waiting. That's all it is. Well, That's what I, I've been doing is taking part in this house.
2: <laughs> I got I I got an email from uh, Mark Piero. He sent everybody emails saying, "Okay, get ready. Everybody who's gained weight, you know, we want to make sure." Because <laughs> I told him I said, "Oh, Mark, Mark, you gotta give me plenty of mo- notice because I got like ten, fifteen pounds to lose." He's like, "Okay, you better get on that." <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he's like and yeah. one of our actors john mccafferty apparently cut his hair but like really short so like he's got to grow it out before we can shoot again i'm like oh good i hope his hair grows slow because i gotta <laughs> lose his weight because <laughs> <laughs> as soon as his hair grows out it's like okay we're getting going yeah
1: I do want to mention when we did the uh, thing with Michael and Sophia, Trista was super supportive of me, which really helped my uh, confidence in the movie. The first, first like, feature film that I've even been on, never mind, you know. Oh, you know, wow. Acting will win, so. Wow. Uh,
2: I, and so, I had a feeling that you were a complete natural, wasn't he, Trista? Yeah, uh, and he had the best wardrobe. <laughs> he had the, I think his wardrobe I, I was really picture. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he sent me a picture, the Baba picture.
1: Uh-huh. It's actually down here. So I can't show all of it. But...
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a very fun character. Yeah. Was, was that, fun. that looked like a really fun shoot.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, I had a great time.
2: Well, it's played... The next
1: movie I played myself, and I, I thought I did terrible.
2: <laughs> well, you played you played yourself, like doing your show or something.
1: Yeah, I was Nasty Neil, and uh, I could talk a little bit about that one. It's a mockumentary about um, two uh, two actors who to uh, take credit for a nineteen seventy slasher movie. Uh, they both uh, say that they well, they both played the character, and they both want to take credit for who was better at it. It's inspired by a lot of real life stories like that, and then it's set in modern day when uh, they're at a convention together.
2: Who's, who's doing it?
1: Michael and Sophia.
2: Oh, that's them too. Okay. Yeah. And the and the Bubba thing that you worked on with Trista was them too.
0: Right, right.
2: Okay, yeah. cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think my chances are good. Maybe I have an in with Michael and Sophia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: you'll be good. I think you'll be good. Yeah. And they are very talented.
2: They are. They Not just because really, they really let are. me
1: sleep on their couch and their, <laughs> their futon. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they're sweet. Yeah. Well, I was—I had a good time. I think. I think. uh Do we have any viewers at all? I oh yeah,
1: yeah, of course. Yeah, people have been watching the whole show. People have been, been watching.
2: Okay. Well, I hope. I hope everyone was entertained. Yeah, of course. Thank you for doing the show, Deborah. Yes, thank you, you very much. Yeah, thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. Was I a good guest? You're, You're a the best guest. guest. Yes, I agree. Oh Yay! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's It's been over three hours. I think time just flew right
0: by.
2: Oh, wow. I think I got in everybody. I, I'm trying to remember. Did I leave anybody out? I'm always, I feel, I feel bad if I leave people out. You know, it's like, oh, I forgot to mention such and such or so and so. And if I left you out and I'm working with you, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, there's there's a couple people that I'm definitely going to be working with, but I, it hasn't been announced yet. And I don't want to say anything. I can't say anything, but I got stuff.
4: Okay. We'll have oh, you back on when you
2: can talk about it. Yes. Okay, and you have to put better lighting on you because you're like fading into the background. I didn't the know that. I didn't know it was gonna go so long. <laughs> I was using like sunlight.
1: Right, she's in natural Not light. No natural sunlight. light that brings out the. Yeah.
2: Light.
1: I'm down in the basement, so I can't have. That somebody, light. somebody,
2: pay a, Trista's electric bill. <laughs> <laughs> Please help me. Right. We'll help Trista.
7: We'll we'll do a GoFundMe page. We'll do a GoFundMe. You can get
0: your
2: lights turned back on. We
0: started at like four o'clock.
3: At four (laughs) o'clock. Fuck! There was so much sun.
2: I know. I'm <laughs> teasing. <laughs>
3: Neil showing off. He's got all these lights.
1: I know. <laughs> I was I was trying to say someone maybe could send a, a light like this to Tristan. Well,
2: I keep I, keep I keep have having, let, I didn't want to get up and turn on the light. I'm just
1: no, I'm just I'm just messing with you. I understand. I
2: keep having to switch, uh, you know, rotate myself because I I keep having to plug in my phone, so.
1: There's one thing I don't know why I haven't changed this yet. I'm just sitting on a folding metal chair. and It's very uncomfortable. I don't know why I'm not brought like an actual chair down here.
2: Well, you're a big movie star now. You'll get yourself a damn chair. <laughs> I don't
1: know about that, but yeah, I should do a better chair. And by the way, thank <laughs> you for telling me I have, an, I have a good voice. That's uh, always good. You,
2: oh yeah, I told him. I told him that earlier. Yeah, you have an amazing voice. I'm trying to place the the voice that his voice reminds me of. Somebody famous's voice, and I can't think of it. But yeah, it's a very nice, very nice voice. Very good.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. All thank
2: right.
7: and hey, Craig. Yes. Good to see you again. Well, good to see you, too. You oh, to wait wait, wait a to second. Buffalo, but... Wait a second. Your name's Craig? It's Craig, not Greg.
2: I've been calling you Greg.
7: I, I know. It's okay. Why I, didn't I,
2: anybody I, tell me? <laughs> you guys didn't tell me his name's not Greg. I've been calling him <laughs> Greg. You let me call him Greg all this time? <laughs> Thanks a lot. Sorry, Craig.
7: <laughs> it's fine. Creepy Craig. Creepy What's Greg. What's your last
2: name? Creepy What's your Greg. Last name, Craig?
7: Lindbergh. Just like the guy that went over the water.
2: Are we Facebook friends? I think we yes, might we be. Are. Yes, we are. Well, see, that's how lame I am. Sorry.
7: You, you invited me to, like, your uh, drawer, can you draw a page. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
2: Thank you. Did you do it?
7: I will now. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will like it. Yes, I will like it. Yes, I
1: will. It's <laughs> a very intimidating stare.
7: I know. <laughs> I just wet my. I just wet myself. I, I will. I will. I promise. I will.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're trying to. We're trying to get you know some some good uh uh, you know, good attention to you like to drive. It, like I said, I, did, I already talked about it earlier, but it's going to be a very, very special film, and I'm really happy to be a part of it, and it, it's good. It's got a good message and everything, and yeah, it'll be good. So anyway, we. I should get
0: off. Wait, that sounded dirty, didn't it? I'm going to get off now. sorry, you guys. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. Thank you
7: Thank you, thank you so Deborah. Thank you again, this thank was
1: you. so much fun.
2: This was uh, really fun. I love you guys so much. Thank
7: you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We love you. Thank you so Bye much, you thank, you. Thank, you. thank you, everyone. A- thank you, Neil, for inviting me. Yeah. Thank, thank you,
2: us. Craig.
7: You're very welcome, Deborah. <laughs>
2: Thanks. Thanks, guys. And we and we got in some like serious talk too about yeah. serious stuff too. Hmm. It wasn't all about my boobs. <laughs> well, wait, wait. I have to go back. The Ron Jeremy thing. Yeah, that was about my boobs too. So it's all
0: it, it really a is all about going my boobs. About, I guess so. <laughs> this whole thing has all been about
2: my boobs, basically. <laughs> Even when we weren't talking about my boobs, it's still about my boobs.
1: Sure. <laughs> on that note, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Good, night.
2: <laughs> Good,
1: night, everyone. Good
0: night. Thank you. No, I was Bye. Kidding. <laughs> Bye-bye Bye Bye-bye, Bye-bye.